Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity... Of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows, those are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Mr. Skin is going to join us. He's got a movie. We've got listener emails. We've got to tell the truth. And uh, we're giving away passes for this live stream concert that Seether is doing on Sunday. And it's all to celebrate their new album, Okay, their eighth album, <laughs> Sea Vis Packum Parabellum. 
is the name of the album. And so I saw that. I was like, why can't it just be called like Fred? Right. Because it's deep and you don't understand. I it's Latin. Fred isn't creative enough, Corbin. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, going to be a cool little concert that they will have on a Sunday at 2 o'clock. And you can buy your tickets if you want, or you can just listen and we're going to give you passes to watch it from the comfort of your own home. Wonderful. And again, that's happening at 7.30 today. In the news, they've been talking about Jerry Falwell Jr. and this bizarre story of him involved in this. He says it, it's extortion, um, but this has kind of been playing out for a while. He posted a photo a few weeks back of him on Instagram with his wife's assistant, mm-hmm. and he said it was supposed to be silly, but it shows him holding what appears to be a scotch or a whiskey. Yeah. With and they both have their pants undone. It's just a very bizarre photo, and he was like, "No, it's a joke." Sure, but it, they're on like a sh- like his, uh, I guess, yacht or whatever. That's a weird joke. To yeah, be like like at a patio party and be like, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we just all unbutton our pants right now and but took a picture?" I, I disagree. I think with us that would be fine. Yeah, we're we're expected to do something like that. Jerry Falwell Jr. Not so much. Yeah, he's the president of an an esteemed, highly respected evangelical university Mm -hmm. that has gigantic standards and they're i mean they can't stop talking about this story and ultimately it's riveting from what happened in the story but ultimately i think it doesn't matter he's not his dad right he's not a religious person Mm -hmm. right he isn't a minister i mean he may like have religion but he's not a minister Right, right. Okay. He's, he's not on the television preaching the word yeah, he's like not, his papa was. He, he's the president of a university. Mm-hmm. Now, it just happens to be an esteemed evangelical university. Yeah, that's but sad. the story goes is that him and his wife met this um, boy, man, young man, at a hotel Ooh, who was the pool boy. <laughs> and it, they had some sort of, uh, I guess they offered to help him start a business, but it was more than that. And... The the guy says that that he would have sex with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife, and he would watch from the corner. Yeah, gross! And with that hand gesture, that. multiple gross. times. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to know. I could. Gross. I didn't want to say that part. <laughs> was there a plant nearby? Why <laughs> was the plant? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he says no, that's not the case at all. And he he never brought up the affair mm-hmm. tanglement. Because he didn't want to embarrass his wife or the university. Yeah, Which well, makes you sh- sense. I mean, well, here's hold the on. problem. You should have thought about that. I don't want to embarrass my wife when you're in the public eye and having a threesome. But he's uh, he's the president of university. An evangelical. He has a famous name, but beyond that, is he in the public eye? No. Well, no. When was okay. the last time you heard anything from Jerry Falwell and, Jr. No, outside of this? That well, is true, but I feel like if you're the president of an evangelical university, evangelical from what I understand is a very strict religion, and if your daddy is a very strict religious person, I imagine that he has at least 50% of that strict religion if he's in charge. That's not true. That's like saying that because my dad was a butcher, I'm going to be a butcher. I just know how to cut meat because I was... No, no, that's not true at all. No, but because he's... I'm saying that plus he, him being the president of an evangelical uh, university that there's like a standard or moral code. Totally, but isn't that between him and the university? That like in terms of 
riveting behavior that happens because of a person in charge of a university. I, beyond that, I'm like, whatever. To me, the story of just the personalities and what's happening is where the fascination is. I yeah. could care less that it's Jerry. Vo- I mean, that just adds a little, that's like some sprinkles on top of the of the Sunday, mm-hmm. right? That's <laughs> a little, Salt, bam, <laughs> little emerald, right? But I, I just, I don't care that much. But you watch and you go, yeah, what a weirdo. Yeah, right. And then I move on. <laughs> I don't care. And people are trying to tie it to some other things. But I, it's he apparently even got in, like they started a business where he bought a hostel for this guy. And this guy ran the hostel. And then the, a bunch of other problems happened or whatever. Is it like, okay, so that's cuckolding. And like was the, the sexual act not buying yes. a, in a right, hostel right, right, right what they did was cuckolding. sorry Sam, Sam, i think sam's a little bit behind in the conversation you're a real estate yeah. agent you're like i'm into no, 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 cuckolding I'm in. can you help me out <laughs> right. uh, excuse me i don't we do it i don't i don't help with that i've seen those videos you know but come on no i meant what they did was cuckolding right and I have so, no idea. I've never, I've, I mean, I don't what, know anything about it other what, than what I've read. Yeah, that's when you watch your significant other have sex with somebody. That's cuckolding. So, like, I guess the other guy cuckolded so good that they're like, yeah, we'll help you with a hostel. I mean, I think that that type of sexual culture, there's callbacks, I would imagine. I don't think it's one-offs. Oh, like you cut hold of the same person? Potentially. Okay. I don't, I've never... It's it's really swinging, but one of you watches. Pretty much, basically, yeah. Oh, so but the part that... Again, I don't... Whatever, man. Live your weird lifestyle. I don't care. The part that's crazy is there's kind of a pattern of him lying. Right. Right? The picture of him that I mentioned earlier and him like, oh, no, there wasn't whiskey in there. And, oh, no, this wasn't happening. Just a pattern of not behavior that correlates... With the president of a strict evangelical university. Right. He can be whoever he wants, and he saved that university financially. However. But (laughs) even everybody wears out their welcome. Right. Right? He had to step down. They were like, you're stepping down. Well, I'm not going to step down. Okay, I'm going to step down. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Well, okay, okay, question. Um... I know that we're in radio, so things are different. And if somebody in our office we found out was cuckolding, it's not like it would be a big thing. Or They'd we- quit because we would not let off the gas. hundred percent. I really God want that to happen. Actually, right? They just, just see waiting. the BMS walking through the hall, and they're like, "Nobody, nope, nope, nope." Just carp, man. Just <laughs> dredge. <laughs> but in a normal work environment, if you found out that your um, boss was into cuckolding, would you lose respect for him? No. I'd laugh behind his back. Gimpy? But I wouldn't lose respect. Because I think, who am I to say that that Mm -hmm. isn't, like, what's wrong with it? I don't understand why I would lose respect for him. He's found what he likes, and it makes him happy. Who am I? Like, you're never going to be invited over for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. You'll never be like, hey, would you like to come have dinner with me and my wife? Because you'll get the wrong impression. That is true. Gimpy, what about you? No, man. I'm with Corbin on this one. What you do is your business. Short of molesting children, 
raping animals. Breaking the law. Yeah, yeah. What you do is what you do. If you like to be cucked, then go for it. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> if that's what you, if, if you find it out... It for me. Right, exactly, exactly. If you find out somebody you work with or your boss or whatever is, is you know, into dudes and been hiding it the whole time or whatever, okay, good. Good for you. Right, your you sexual your habits yeah, you, what you is what you're is, referencing. Yeah, yeah, what you do is your business, man. It's it's none of my business. It ain't for me. But I'm not going to look at you any differently. Like you, Corbin, I probably would snicker and be like, oh, my God, you would not believe. Oh, there's no problem. I'm laughing behind your back. Yeah, Good chance yeah. in front of you. Yeah, but At uh, some point, I'm dropping a joke. Yeah, because, I mean, we're comfortable in your face. with each other like that. We could do that sort of thing. But I'm not going to lose respect. I'm not going to. Get up and quit me. Up. Why can't work for people like this? No, no, man. Then, Would you, yeah. Sam? No, I wouldn't. But I feel I, like you're back. No, <laughs> I feel like you're absolutely right. No, I, I, I was just. I just asked the question. That didn't mean. I know, that but I your response it. was a little. Uh, anyway, no, I'm not tap dancing. I just asked the question. Uh, Why I would, should someone lose respect for him? I, yeah, that's a good uh, question. Again, I don't think that. No, I'm saying like, in, I'm asking. <laughs> well, maybe in the evangelical community, because I think in that religion, you preach, they preach that you uh, you are monogamous and cheating is bad. Sure. So I think it's a little Forgiveness different. Forgiveness is a thing, right? Like, that's the big thing. I Aren't think. you forgiven for your sins? Yeah, but it, uh, you don't need to be forgiven, or you'd have to like just be like, "Up, oh, cuckold it again." Sorry, cuckold it again. Sorry, cuckold it again. Sorry, like asking for forgiveness if that's your thing each time. So I think it's different in that community. And here, I would not lose respect for you at all. But if I had someone preaching to me that I need to be monogamous and this is what God wants and this is what I should be doing, yeah. and then I find out that, you know, you are doing the opposite of Royal that. You. Yeah. Then then <laughs> no, I would... you, Corbin. You. <laughs> I did point. You did. I did. That's why I said royal. Uh, so I think in that community, yes, I would lose respect for him. Here, yeah. no, I wouldn't. I think that I would be with you guys just like making jokes and stuff because I would love to find out that someone's a cuckolder here. <laughs> I don't know if I would love that. Yes, that's awesome. Um, I mean, it would be fun and entertaining for moi, but I don't know if the person, they kept it a secret for a reason. Right. The level of shame that goes with yeah. that. <laughs> imagine this. Imagine being somebody mm -hmm. that has a sexual lifestyle that you love, that really brings you so much pleasure, but you, you know, operate in a community that doesn't accept that, that. would exclude you if you came public with that. Right. Let's say you're just into being, you know, furry. You're into furry, Sam, and that really brings you pleasure. But you know that outside of that, the, the people are going to be like, well, that's weird. Yeah. We're going to look at you differently. But it really brings you joy, so therefore you continue to be a furry and dress up like a fox or, you know, a can or whatever. That's just, you know. Yeah, again, I think it's different here than it is mm -hmm. in, like, other workplaces or other communities. There's a little bit more leeway. <laughs> people are people. That's the fun thing is, like, people are people. People have different kinks and fetishes and this yeah. and that. So, to me, it's like just, just whatever you like to do. As long as you're not raping animals or molesting children, breaking the law, you're good. Or old people. Or old people. Why yeah, yeah. yeah. You, shouldn't like you, well, you, well, you shouldn't rape. Well, you shouldn't rape anyone. For that fact. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you know, consent mm. is something really important. Yes, that um, <laughs> consent. More you know. Consent bing, is moved bing. by the minute. You don't get consent once. Consent, you know, can be taken away at any point. True, but consent by the minute. 
consent. Button. Yeah. Like if I'm having sex with you and then. How about then, now? How about now? How about now? Good. How about now? You okay? No. You're fine? No. No. How about this? No. No. Do I set a timer? No. No. Like consent being like. Is there an app for that? Oh my God. I can't even get this out, you two. Good God. You said consent by the minute. I've never heard it. Yeah, because if I'm having sex with somebody and I decide in the middle of sex that I don't want to have sex anymore, I don't enjoy whatever's happening to my body, I can then take my consent away and be like, you know, stop having sex with me. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So but that's, that, but that's consent by the minute mm-hmm. as a blanket mm-hmm. statement yeah. applying to both individuals. Yeah. Sounds like I have to check in every minute. No, no, no. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. A person, an individual can take away consent at any moment they want. Yes. And of course. Yes. That is true. But when you say it like consent by the minute, it, it sells a line. It just doesn't sell it very well. It sells a line that it's like, Oh, I've got to check in with you every minute. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I'm saying. Is a, consent you got to check in with the person to make sure we're good? No, I mean, like when me and Jeff have sex, it's not like, hey, do you consent to this? Because he knows that I am consenting to it and I'm into it. But a man or a woman can take away consent. I'm not, it's not like you have to check in every minute. My right. point being that like, if you're in the middle of sex and you don't want to have sex anymore, male or female, then you can take away that consent and be like, I don't want to have sex. It's I'm not saying you have to check in every minute. I'm just saying, as a person, your your consent, mm. just because we started having sex, I can stop and not give you consent in the middle of sex and be like, I don't yeah. want to have sex anymore. I guess I've just operated that that was a given. It didn't need to be labeled to me that way. Mm. Yeah, but it, I'm not saying that you have to check in every minute. That's right. ridiculous. Consent is, hey, are we doing this, whether it's a verbal or nonverbal cue. Right. <laughs> High five, boom. Yeah. Yeah. You gain the consent. So but, it's checking in. Yeah, but in the middle, if I don't like it and like, hey, stop, then I, sure. g- I take away consent. Sure. So that's what I mean by consent can change by the minute. Sure. You don't just get to, even if you're married, it's not like, you know, now you have full consent to do whatever you want. You can take away consent at any time. Consent's one of those words that's, uh, it's, it's, it's in the weeds, man, like, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple. Yes and no, but also... Every minute, right? <laughs> so many little subcategories. Yes and no, and but not that. And I'm not listening. I'm not. I'm not hating it. Hard. I'm <laughs> heard that before. Why are you getting so defensive? <laughs> Why are you getting so defensive? Well, because I'm not the, selling that people shouldn't ask consent. The minute that I said that, you both are like, "Oh, oh do I check it now? Do I check it now? Right, do I check right. it now?" I think I explained that. Yeah. It was. It, it sounds like usually the term consent when we're talking about sex, uh-huh. and in the media, yeah. has been. Permission. I, are you giving me permission? Yes. The word meaning, are you giving me permission? Yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So when you said the term consent by the minute, mm-hmm. using the definition of which I just used that mm-hmm. the media and everyone else is using, mm-hmm. it makes it sound like I have to ask for permission every minute. Yeah. Or at least I, if you start to change things up. It's like, let's say you start in one way and then you're like, we're going to change things. Then you got to check in then. Hey, is this okay? Yeah, and I didn't say that that was on you, on the mail or whoever, to check in every second. I know we were yeah. making a joke. Yeah, and that's I guess that's what I'm saying. That your jokes <laughs> aren't funny; they're serious and they hurt people. That's what I. And again, that's what I <laughs> said too. Is that consent is like it's in the weeds because mm-hmm. it's so. I mean, it can get pretty finagled, and then it's also quite clear. Right. It's a bizarre word. Because it's quite simple. Consent, yes or no. But also, check in every minute. But also, not that. Also, I may have, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a black and white word. 
I think it is. I don't think then it's how is, weed. Okay. I, I think it's very... Gimpy, do you have an opinion on this instead of shaking uh, your head you on the know, radio? I'm, 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 yeah, I'm with you on this one, man. I mean, there's so many different levels to it that it's just it's just confusing. It's, I don't know if it's confusing It's because mm. it, that sounds like I'm not intelligent enough to get it. Mm. I think it's yes or no, period. Can I ask you a but question? But it's also... Can I finish? Yep, sorry. It's <laughs> yes or no, but it is also one of those things that has multiple layers on top mm. of it once you get past the yes... Mm. And that's what I mean by it's it's it can be quite complicated. Right. That's why you got to be in touch with your person. Gippy, mm. um, what Mentally. is what is confusing about it? Well, it's, it's just so many different levels of it. It's like like he just said. Well, it's also it's yes or no, but it's also this or this or this or this, and you don't know which is okay, and you got to ask if this is okay. And da, 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 da. yeah, I guess I I just feel like it's. I'll use your example. I'll use your example. You said that, uh, obviously, Jeff and I have consent. How is it obviously? Um, I guess because I've given him consent and, like, I'm giving him the cues that I want to have sex with him. And if I didn't because I didn't like something or whatever reason, I could be like, stop that. I don't want to do this and or I don't like this. Stop this. Mm -hmm. And then my consent is taken away. But I've given him Blanket Every, consent? Nope. No, I have not given him blanket what consent. Was, then what is what was the consent you gave him? You said, Jeff, I am okay with you doing this. Yeah, I mean, I I think that every time that we have sex, I give him the verbal cues that I want to have sex, and the same way with him. Uh, he. But like, you would agree that those verbal cue, nonverbal cues mm-hmm. are pretty broad, like ambiguous. You've used them in other ways. It's not as simple as black and white. And that's what I'm meaning by it's in the weeds. It's not a clear cut. I'm not saying you haven't given him consent. I'm saying that that is based upon his knowledge of you as an individual. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance, possibility, it could be misconstrued and misinterpreted. Okay. You could give those cues intoxicated. uh, Okay, that's fair. 100% fair. But like... There is one thing I won't do that I'm saving for marriage. So if Jeff tried to do that, then I would take my consent away. I'd be like, nope, 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 not that door. Why would you need to take consent away when you haven't given it? I'm just saying if we were having sex and he tried to do that, then I would take my consent away. Well, we're not married yet. Exactly. Come on, man. Exactly. That's that's a no no. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We've got those passes for Seether's concert that's happening online to celebrate the album that the, the eighth studio album that's coming out. You can get your tickets at seether.com. Mr. Skin's going to join us, listener emails, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918 460 KMOD can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. News quickies are stories that maybe you missed in the news because it's been, you know, covered up with so much other stuff like the one, two hurricane, but now it's not really a hurricane, but then the other hurricane will be here. It's kind of confusing. I know, but we're going to get to that. Uh, Let's go ahead and do news quickies. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. 
goat's damaged police car. So um, cops in the Isle of Wight, and that's off the south coast of England, they were dealing with the discovery of an unexploded mortar shell. And so they were trying to figure this out. And I guess this mortar shell dated back to World War II. And um, it was in a field outside the town of Newport. And while they were busy, two goats jumped on top of their car and started jumping on it and (laughs) causing damage to it. Um, The officers posted it on social media with pleas to find the culprits of the the goats. And uh, the Royal Navy explosive teams detonated the shell to remove the danger. Well, that's good. We don't need exploding goats in the world. <laughs> no, yeah. to, no, the mortar shell, not to blow up the goats. The goats were on the police car. So while the police were, like, doing their job, they come back and they're like, these goddamn goats are, you know, on top of the roof stomping around. So really the headline is goats damage police car while investigating bomb. Not bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woman beat her father over his farts. So there's this gal. She's 40. Her name's Nicole. And oddly enough, she shares a room with her dad, who is 59. Um, What? Uh, Weird. A little bit. Why is it weird? 18 and 19-year-olds have kids all the time. I get it. But she's sharing a room with her dad. I mean, and she's 40. I mean, don't you think that they both Wait, Richie Riches? Like, yeah, I understand that. But not everybody's got a ton of money. Mm. Weird. I wonder if they sleep in the same bed or if it's a bunk bed situation. Okay. Good point. So nonetheless, about 2 in the morning on a Sunday, Daddy just starts tooting it up, tooting it up, tooting it up to the point to where it's making the woman quite angry. So she becomes very angry, and they start arguing back and forth, and the next thing you know, she beats the tar out of her dad for farting all night long. Well, now the police are called. They come out. They arrest the woman, of course. They notice that the man's got a bloodied left eye and scratches all over his neck and face area. They went ahead and arrested her and took her in. She bonded later out. Apparently not the first time she's beat the crap out of one of her family members, Back in 2018, she was arrested for beating up her sister uh, for whatever reason inside their home. Uh, But she didn't get any charges on that because her sister didn't want to press any. Do you think that every time she brings up something, they're like, why do you got to make a big stink out of everything? God, dad. Your dad jokes are on point today, Corbin. Woman declared dead, found alive at funeral home. An investigation is underway after a 20-year-old woman was declared dead, was actually alive when her body was sent to a funeral home. The woman went into cardiac arrest at her Michigan home on Sunday. Paramedics reportedly administered CPR for nearly a half hour before declaring her deceased. Shortly before noon, the woman was taken to a funeral home in Detroit where employees discovered she was alive right before they started to embalm her. Oh, my oh God. My. Authorities released a statement saying they are not gav- giving out any personal information about the woman, but the, her medical issues were not the result of foul play. Um, the, it's unclear of why they were called to the home. I mean, she went into cardiac arrest. Sounds like there may have been something else going on, mm-hmm. some sort of drug maybe that oh. caused the paramedics to miss some of the signals or um, to check a couple of other things. Makes sense. And so the paramedics like, we did everything we were supposed to. Right. And that literally they... Opened the bag, 
and her eyes were open, but they had like they were getting ready to put the tubes in to drain her of blood. Oh my god! So she was in a body bag. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my worst nightmare. She's oh my in a, god. She's in a pretty oh serious because she couldn't speak or anything. Oh my god. She's in a pretty serious coma. Oh my god. Because she's still alive. That is li- uh, still. That is a movie that needs to be made. How you like you can't move ter- your hands, your mm-hmm. arm, like anything, mm-hmm. and you're just like blinking, just waiting. You, you wouldn't know what you probably think you were dead, right? Because. You, you, maybe you could hear some things. Oh, that's a good point. But yeah. it would be do- uh, uh, arc. And you're like, oh, this is what happens after death. But to hear the zipper, right? Do, do, do can civilians get can civilians get body bags? I know we can buy sure. caskets without a problem, sure. but an actual legit body bag. Sure. No. Nope. Why would they not? No, Kimpy. Nope. Whatever your brain is thinking, absolutely not. Why would they not let you buy a body bag? Uh, because you figure that'd be more for like the funeral services, coroner services, state and medical examiners, stuff like that. Not just like if you or I wanted to buy one. Because I mean, honestly, what do we need one for? We're we're not transporting dead bodies on the reg, or really I, at all, for that fact. I feel like the reason you're asking this question is because you want to put me in one. Oh, not just you. I think all of us should crawl in one. What? I, do you? What? Oh what? What? But, you're not close claustrophobic at all. I feel like it wouldn't bother you one bit. No, I'd probably go to sleep, but still, it'd be interesting nonetheless to get that feeling to be oh, able yeah. to to just. It's kind of like laying in the casket, right? You know, it's all soft and fluffy and whatnot, and you got that little satin pillow behind there. And, oh no, body and, bags don't have all that. Well, no. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Though, what I'm saying is, like, you get in that casket to kind of like, ooh, this. So this is what it's going to feel like when I'm dead and in my in my pine, my pine box. I don't want to so, know that. So to like Again. to be yeah because yeah, you've already done it once. So and it was horrifying to 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 get a, a body bag and like to lay down and get in there and have like one of you guys, one of us, whatever, zip the other person up and then just like to hear that long ass zipper. So you can get them on Amazon, but you can also go to the aptly named bodybagstore.com to get them. Oh, hell, that makes sense. You can even filter out the body bags by adult, bariatric, child, and preemie. God dang. And then you can get the economy, which feels like a really not a good idea. Oh, so those are for like fat people, right? Yeah. Okay. No, bariatric is. Bariatric is for fat people. Yeah. Okay. Economy is for, you know, when you don't want to lift it, I guess, because, you know, they're saving money on straps and reinforcement. How much are these? Medium duty, heavy duty, and heavy duty plus. Duty. Oh. 39, 50, 40. Thir- you can get one of those $13. $13 body bag? Yeah. Sign me up. You can, get, you can decide no handles, but you can go all the way up to 12. Oh Ooh, my God! There's handles. an envelope one. There's a no zipper self sealing one. Self. There's a perimeter zipper. There's just a straight zipper like you would see in the movies. Mm-hmm. You can pick your color. Really? You can pick the material. Oh. Your awesome. thickness. Chlorine free. <laughs> if there's an inner liner, if you need that, clear viewing panel. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of choices. How about that? Let's get them. Yep. My my heart rate is 112 right now. Let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, I would get in one. It's just a sleeping bag. That's all it is that goes all the it's way up. It's just a sleeping bag. I, I just feel I'm not like... Saying, I'm not trying to talk you into it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. You're claustrophobic. I'm just saying in my, it's just a sleeping bag. I, I mean, well, I don't really even like sleeping bags that much. When I get in one, I don't cover my face up. You just zip it up to your neck. But I kind of feel like if you put me in one and I couldn't zip myself out, that it would be a situation of me like trying to get up and run in a body bag. I <laughs> would get some and then have the other two, whoever's not in the body bag, 
pick the person that's in there oh, to carry them and carry them just to see, yeah. just to get that experience. I got to be honest, I don't have any anxiety about getting in a body bag. Mm. I do have anxiety about what you know, getting a code red. While I'm in it. <laughs> what do you mean? All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show oh, yeah. is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listener emails coming up. Mr. Skin's going to join us in about uh, 12 minutes. He's got a new movie, and we just love talking to him about that stuff. So, But first, Sam's got balls for the wall sports. Defender erased a 15-point second-half lead as they rallied past the Rockets 117 to 114 in a Game Four from Orlando. Dennis Schroeder scored 30 points to lead the charge for OKC, which has tied the series at two wins after er, each after being down two to zero. The winner will advance to face either the Lakers or the Blazers. The Lakers lead their series with Portland 3-1 after winning 135-115 to last night. The Miami Heat are the latest team to advance in the NBA playoff. And uh, the Heat burned the Pacers 99-87 to win Game 4 on Monday and sweep the four-game series with Indiana. Miami will face either Milwaukee or Orlando in the next round, and the Bucks beat the Magic 121 to 106 on Monday to lead the series three to one. And the Philadelphia 76ers are moving on from head coach Brett Brown after seven seasons. Philadelphia has fired its head coach following a sweep at the hands of the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs in Orlando. Brown took over the Philadelphia took over Philadelphia in 2013 and guided the franchise back to the playoffs each of the last 3 seasons. The 76ers failed to get past the second round of each of those seasons. Basket, watching playoff basketball has been awesome. Is it weird to fire a head coach like right in the middle? Well, I mean, if he's you not just performing, read right. a story that it's no, playoffs. No, that's what and I'm they s- lost. I know, but uh, okay, so like they're done, so they can't play anything else, right? Okay, well, I, I don't know. I was thinking that you know they still had some games to play. I thought they all just kept playing until the, the read that the, story again about the coach. Philadelphia 76ers are moving on from head coach Brett Brown after seven seasons. Philadelphia has fired the coach following a sweep at the hands of Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs in Orlando. So it says right there that their season was over. Okay, I was just thinking that. Yeah, but I was thinking they would get like a second round. Why would there be a second round? No, they were lost. Yeah, this is down to the championship. So. Yeah, but in the NBA, they play like 1,500 games to make sure the winner's going to be no, the winner. they play seven. They, right, in right. the story you read, Yeah, I, said I'm swept. just saying it meant they lost like them all. a lot. Yeah, they lost them all. All right, well, that answers They my lost question. all 1,500. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's Ball Swall Sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. Then what you want to say to 82945. 
Coming up, we've got the passes for a live stream of a Seether concert that's happening on August 30th. And we're joined right now by our friend, Mr. Skin. Good morning, Mr. Skin. How are you, sir? Hey, good, Corbin. Thanks, guys. Good to have me. Yeah. Hey, so quickly, before we get to the reason why you're on the show, I recently came across a television show on Showtime that I wanted to ask you about called Polygamy. And they cover, it's a reality show, and they cover a polygamy lifestyle of these people. Are you familiar with this? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yet. Do you guys cover much reality television at Mr. Well, yeah, a lot of stuff on Bravo, like the Housewives yes. and stuff. Yeah, they'll have, uh, <laughs> they'll have a lot of butts. Um, they do mm-hmm. uh, pixelate out uh, nips, but they'll show most of the breasts. But, um, the, you know, so we get a lot of Bravo Housewives content. So, But reality overall, it just depends if there's some decent, you, you know, sexy stuff. So that that's all that matters. Yeah, this has... Has all of it, but that's not the reason that you're on. You're on because uh, you have you decided to go straight. You've decided to get serious, <laughs> and you you can put a movie together, a documentary. So let me ask you, what's it like on a Friday night at Mr. Skin's house when you guys are sitting around to watch a movie, and you you know you, the iTunes movie catalog or the video on demand or whatever shows up, and there's your documentary uh, oh, that you gosh. guys. What is that like? What's that reflection well, like for you? I'll I'll tell you exactly. Last night. Uh, I was home with my, with my wife, and I uh, said, you know what? I haven't even looked for my movie on DirecTV yet, so I went on my own DirecTV. It took two seconds. I searched Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies, and boom, it came up, and I rented it for six bucks. And I, I'm sitting there talking to my wife. I'm like, this is my movie that's on DirecTV. I can't believe it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. We've been working on this for two years. I'm the executive producer of it, and uh, I was able to put an incredible team together, uh, including Danny Wolf, the director. But I had known since I started Mr. Skin over 20 years ago that there had never been a documentary on the history of nudity in the movies. And, um, you know, now we're in the golden age of documentaries. I mean, we all watch, like, The Last Dance on ESPN or I'll Be Gone in the Dark on HBO or Tiger King or whatever it is. People all like these uh, documentaries, and um, I thought the combination of loving documentaries and the fact that this documentary that covers from Thomas Edison all the way up to the Me Too movement would have over uh, 100 nude scenes in two hours would would make it an attractive documentary. What's it like being the executive producer? Because I see that a lot on TV shows and stuff, and I don't know what that means. Is it just like you have final control? Yeah, it means you put up the money, and it's your money on the line, and if it makes money, you make money. If not, you know... So I was, uh, um, yeah, that's really what it is. And, and that's the, the cool thing was from running Mr. Skin, I had some people that had written for me over the years that I knew would be great for this. So but between the director and the writing, I knew we had a really fantastic team. Now, here's the thing that I had no idea about um, because I had never done this. I didn't think about the movie review side of it. Um, I was just thinking, you know, this will go to VOD and we'll get a few, maybe a couple minor newspapers talk about it or whatever. We have literally had positive reviews, and I mean really positive reviews in Variety, Hollywood Reporter, CNN, Yahoo. Even uh, AARP recommended this to their, uh, uh, you know, all their uh, membership, uh, which was pretty wild. Uh, My parents got a kick out of that one. So, um, yeah, and I've had people like... uh, I'd have friends I haven't talked to in forever text me like, 
you're on the front page of Yahoo and they love your movie. What the heck? When, when did you get into movies? I'm like, you know, whatever. So I didn't expect all of that, but it's, uh, it's been a fun week since it, it came out uh, the last week. And, um, uh, you know, it's doing really well. Yeah, and it's a really fascinating documentary because it covers, um, I mean, real big stars, too, come out to talk to you from Pam yeah. Greer to others. It's really fascinating to hear the ups and downs, especially from an actress or actor's standpoint, too. You're not just covering um, nudity, uh, nudity in general. I mean, you guys really get into the weeds about it. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. I was really worried about this two years ago when we started. My only concern in the age of the Me Too movement is we do all this work, and it, would, and it might appear to people to be tone-deaf and exploitive. And you guys know, and listen, this is a real documentary, right? So even with the best intentions, uh, it's easy to fall into that. But what we did, and we, we knew going in, is we made sure that we talked to as many experts, and many of them women, critics, scholars, film industry people, but also talked directly to actresses that were in this documentary, like Mariel Hemingway. You mentioned Pam Greer. Shannon Elizabeth, who did the scene in American Pie, and, and talk to them about their nudity. And one of the things that you come out of this is that um, nowadays they have this thing called an intimacy coordinator that's on the set of movies and television shows so that if a director is going to direct a nude scene, there's someone on set that makes sure and protects the actress that if they said she has to do X, they're not going to try to also make her do Y after the fact. Ah. And uh yeah, it's pretty cool. And I got to say, when you, con- in contrast to like Linda Blair, who was in Chained Heat in the 80s, and, um, you know, we talked to Diane Franklin, who did Last American Virgin, and you talk to actresses from, say, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it's so much better for women now. They're much more empowered. They have, like, more control over the nudity because there's more nudity than ever before now with all the television. It's just that actresses are doing it. Um, by choice and and with their approval versus how it was in the old days where it was like, hey, you got to do this extra nude scene or else, you know, type of thing. And it's uh, it's pretty cool to watch. But also, uh, I should mention, this isn't just female nudity. We also feature uh, male nudity and a lot of uh, cool... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like we had Peter Bogdanovich, Malcolm McDowell, who kind of stole the show. I mean, he was in Clockwork Orange and Caligula. He's so funny. Eric Roberts talked, uh, Kevin Smith, and yeah, just lots of talking heads that were awesome, and it, it helps move the you know the narrative along for two hours while you're watching 100 nude scenes, you know? So, Mr. Skin is joining us. He's got the new documentary. It's called Skin, the History of Nudity. You can find it anywhere you rent movies. And how, how long were you thinking about this documentary before it came to fruition? Well, I had been, I had been thinking about it for, since I started this website, but I just didn't, I didn't know anything about making a movie. I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't have the, the money to do it or anything like that. So because, uh, you know, my website's been, you know, very successful, I'm very lucky about that, I just said, you know what, if I'm ever going to do it, now's the time and we put this team together and again never with the expectation that i would you know the movie would be getting these kind of reviews and uh doing so well in its first week so yeah it's just i really true it's just like mr skid i didn't think i'd be doing this 21 years later i mean how could i when i started it you know it's all but but i do have a obviously have a passion for it i know i know the stuff and uh with the right help, uh, if if you're uh, if you have passion with the with the right team, you could really do something good. Usually, with a documentary, there's an agenda in place uh, when the documentary is being put together. 
Um, besides sharing the history of nudity in film, what was the ultimate um, goal you wanted to achieve with this documentary for people to see it? Well, really for them to understand this as almost like a history course, and I don't want that to make it seem boring, but one of the things that comments we're getting is people are like blown away. They don't know that in the United States before 1934 when the Hayes Code came out, that movies in that were airing in theaters had nudity. Like uh, in 1915, Audrey Munson did a movie called Purity. She was this beautiful actress and model. She was completely nude. The very first movie that won an Oscar when they did the Academy Awards was in 1927. It was a movie called Wings, and Clara Bow was topless in it. Hedy Lamarr did an incredible nude scene in 1932, and then the Hayes Code came. That was like the Catholic League of Decency, and we can have no... Nothing licentious, you know, whatever. And then they um, uh, they stopped. There was no nudes until 1963 when uh, uh, Jane Mansfield did Promises, Promises. So I think from a history standpoint, it's good to show people. Uh, and what we wanted to do is is peel back. Like, do you know that what the you know what the state of nudity was in the 1920s, and then it got shut down, and then. Uh, the story behind it. So that that was really the thing, more to teach people about uh, uh, the history of nudity in the movies. So did somebody just say, like, I don't care about the Hayes Code, I'm showing boobies? Like, Yeah, well, yeah, you, and that's called go to jail. Well, number one, you couldn't get financing for a movie. Like a bank, uh, the banks had to get approval signed off by the uh, Hayes uh, Commission that wow. the movie was uh, a didn't have anything bad in it, and then they could get financing. Or if you wanted to go sneak a movie somewhere and play it for people, you could get arrested, too. So, yeah, it was tough, and uh, that's why if you watch movies from the 40s or 50s, there's no nudity in it. Right. There never. And that's because of the rules of uh, the Hays Code, and we talk about that. We go through some people that tried, like Howard Hughes and the Outlaw with Jane Russell, tried to sneak in some some big cleavage and promote it like that, but it, it was really difficult. But then the 60s came and people's attitudes changed, and they basically said, screw you, Hayes, Hayes Code, and then they uh, uh, we were off and running in the, in the 60s. And there's some history, too, just with the movie. You have to have a little bit of knowledge of the history of movie studios back in the day and owning actresses and actors and stuff, yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was so different, and... Uh, um, back then, and they had so much control. And again, the act, the actresses um, did not have much uh, power. And uh, one of the great things in this documentary is to show the evolution and and where we are today versus uh, what we were, uh, what it was like in the in the uh, older days of cinema. Much different now. Uh, much different now. Uh, and you know, when you buy a house. There's always like, oh, I didn't know that this this was a problem in the house. Or we've I've had friends that have made you know written songs and, and record them, and then they're like, oh, I wish I would have put this part in there. Is there something right. with your movie that after their fact, you're like, oh, I didn't take that out, or I forgot to, or or uh, you know, I wish I would have put this in there. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let, let me tell you that the hardest part of making this, because uh, I was in all the you know decisions uh, with this thing, was like. What, <laughs> When we were done, after all the interviews and all the movies we wanted to get in, it was five and a half hours long. Then we had to start the process of, of trimming it down and trimming it down to get it to two hours. And I got to tell you, like, <laughs> it's just, it's so, that was the hard part, is just to, to get it down to a manageable two hours. But in the end, it's like, I, I think that's a perfect time. And, you know, 
as much as this is, um, you know, this movie is, you know, informative and educational and extremely entertaining, it also has a, a hundred nude scenes, which I think mm-hmm. when people watch it, they're like, holy geez, how did you get all these nude scenes in? But it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that. So, Do you have to ask people for permission to like, hey, I'm doing this documentary, can I use your boobs in it? <laughs> no, well, yeah, it's uh, it's it's called fair use, and if you're doing a commentary and criticism like we were, uh, you, the answer is no. And we don't have like an hour of someone's movie, and we have like a snippet of a movie, and you know what I'm saying. So it's it's different. And I have one, I have one last question to ask you. You were on Below Deck and the TV show <laughs> on Bravo, and they oh, did I like know. they did like. A- <laughs> They did like a best of kind of of like, oh, these are, you know, the best scenes and like the most epic scenes. And you were part of that. Do you get paid? Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, I had no okay, idea. Okay, so that's just my tell question. You my life. Well, I, listen, I, I think we did it like, what, three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was. Uh, uh, and it was a good experience. It was a great experience. It was cool. But I was like, I forget that I was on that uh, show and like. Literally last week, I was going for a walk in my town, you know, my nice little suburban town, and some lady, I have no idea who she is, is having a coffee, and I'm walking past her. She goes, oh, you're the guy from Below Deck, you know, and I'm like, oh, geez. She goes, I just saw it this morning. I'm like, what? Yeah, because they they ran a best of, of like, oh, this is the most awesome stuff that has happened on the boat, and they talked about, you, you know, taking pictures of topless women and how much fun you guys were. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea about that. <laughs> I fanned out. I'm like, I know him. The best part was yeah. the pride in your voice when you're like, yeah, yeah, I was on that show. Here you are, man. Like, uh, we've talked to you for you know almost a decade, and here you are. You've done yeah. so many things with your website and the accomplishments, and then <laughs> you're most known in public for being the oh, yeah. below deck guy. <laughs> yeah, I think that airs on a loop on Bravo, man. I'm like, what? But yeah, it's like you forget about that stuff when it it was it's fun and then you move on. But boy, they they keep playing it on Bravo all the time. Yeah, because of boobs. That was a big thing. I didn't want to do anything. I I didn't. I was. It was nerve wracking because I didn't want to do anything where people would think badly of you. Because really, and the whole point of it is to kind of promote yourself and your website. So like, not that I'm a bad person, but you know how in a reality show they could. They, they could take things a little out of context or make it seem one way and not another. But I thought uh, we came across pretty positive overall. I yes. hope, uh, obviously, it didn't cause us any problems. Yeah, you, know? you came across like classy, classy nudity. <laughs> <He's allowed. laughs> how, how many times has that come up where you've had an opportunity to go on a show and you're like, nah, I don't like the way the optics on that? Um, well, I could tell you that they've asked us back tons of times and I've said no with the <gasps> thought that. Well, listen, I felt it went really well, and I just feel like no matter what you do, it wouldn't be better, so why do it, you know? Okay. So, I don't know, and I'm, I, and yeah, I don't know, it's just, that's not, it's just not my thing. I, I, I like my comfort zone of my website and my documentary. That's where I like to stay. Well, well and, and it gives you, you. Yeah, and it gives you some <laughs> anonymity, too, right? I mean, to, now suddenly, when you're a face on a TV show, then you're getting recognized, you know, outside of Starbucks. Yeah, right. I don't need to be walking around and people, because don't forget, I invited, I was smart, uh, I invited um, girls from Naked News and uh, a girl that used to, uh, that was working with me from my website that used to be with Playboy, 
and they were topless the whole time. They were beautiful. And my wife came. She didn't get topless, but um, I was smart in that I brought entertainment with me, you know, so, and they obviously play that up a lot, so. Yeah, well, you could bring the Big Mad Morning Show with you. Yeah, it Take, would bring be your radio epic. friends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you go topless? Would you Absolutely. Go Are you kidding yes. me, Dirk? Okay. Yes, I will go topless, too. <laughs> How, who, have, who have you turned down? What shows have you turned down? Oh, um, turned down? Um, or was this the oh, only offer you've ever gotten? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, you know, I don't really, I can't really think of things I've turned down. It's just... Things you'd start talking, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, let's not continue this conversation." That type of thing. But I've never had a solid, great offer and said no. You know, I, I, I can honestly say that. You're always so nice and and very humble when we talk to you. So I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time and and bringing up uh, you know the movie that you've done. Congratulations on all the success, and uh, I hope your family and all your coworkers and your staff are all like super healthy and doing well. Yeah, and thanks well, for taking the time. Doing well, working. Yeah, working remotely. Thanks a lot, and thanks. For having me on to promote this because I'm really proud of it and I hope your audience uh, checks it out. Uh, how, how bad could it be two hours of watching uh, great news We, we so, got to work on yeah. a better <laughs> slug line, but yeah, I hear you. That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Skin, thank yeah. you so much, sir. You have a great day. All right, guys. All right see you Take later. Care. The documentary is called Skin, the History of Nudity. Look for wherever you rent a documentary. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Mad Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's play a game. See, there's eight studio albums coming out. And to celebrate, they're doing a live show that you can watch from your home. You got to buy a ticket or you can win one from us. Tickets available at seether.com. It's a full production. It should be super cool. Something they've never done. They'll play new stuff off the album. CV, CVs, Packum Parabellum, if my Latin is not right. Uh, And we're going to play Sing Sing. Current record is? Sammy's leading with 10. I have nine. You have six. Last week's winner was? That would be me. So Sam and Corbin at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Call up, decide who you want to read clues. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Not a whole bunch oh. of nobody. Chicken. It's okay. Listen, it's nothing to be scared about. Sam's doing well. She has a good chance to win this. Picking me would be a mistake. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Chuck. Chuck, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Good, Chuck. Who do you want to read clues, Sam or Corbin? Uh, I'll go with Corbin. Chuck, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. This uh, rap group from the 90s. NWA. uh, No. (laughs) uh, This is a rap group that sang about um, a friend of yours' vagina. Uh, TLC. Ah. Uh, uh, (laughs) They use initials. Three letters. Uh, t- oh, geez. Yeah, TLC is the only thing I can think of. Uh, uh, POD, no, not POD. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what else we got? What, uh, what, uh, 
Okay. The the rap group is the uh, the one of the name words in the name of the band is the opposite of good. Uh, evil. Uh, when someone's a uh, dirty girl, she's a what girl? Uh, naughty, bad, bad girl. You've got naughty right. Uh, yeah. The people uh, that naughty by nature. Naughty by nature. Yes, is the band and the song. Uh, Three letters. Uh, OPP. Download OPP. Yeah, the timer oh, has ran out, so we yeah, didn't get yeah. it in in time. We yeah. got a big fat zero, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, yeah, no, 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 yeah. My forte. Now listen. Now listen. <laughs> there, uh, there might be a chance, so just hang on the line, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you. You could tie with zero. <laughs> Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brittany. Brittany, how are you, friend? Good. How are you guys? I'm good. Brittany, you know how this works. 60 seconds. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Okay. Um, this is the guy that wore the Arby's hat, and this is the song um, from Despicable Me, and the name of the title is The Opposite of Sad. Oh, happy, but for real. <laughs> yep, you got that. Um, this is, uh, I took a something, tore it down, turned a mountain, what? and I turned around. At the Dixie Chicks. Oh, inside. Yes. Okay. Um, this is, um, she was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. Billie Jean. Um, this Correct. is the <laughs> artist... Formerly known as Blank, and this is talking about a bird um, when he's uh, when sad. Cry. Yep. This Great job. is um, this is a song from the girl that is married to Orlando Bloom, and it's what lions do. Roar. Yes. Um, Excellent. <laughs> I need Kool Aid, baby. I'm not fooling. I'm going to send you back to school. I don't think I know this one. I'm sorry. I think I beat the other guy. How did you not get that one? Uh, Yeah, you guys totally destroyed it. Excellent, excellent job. Yay. Brittany, by the way, Brittany was the song, the same number that hung up yeah. the first time. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. She got scared. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You got the, you got the passes. You're going to do the Seether uh, live concert that's going to be on Sunday. Gimpy's going to give you some info, so hang on the line, okay? Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Real quick before you go through those. Sammy, the guy's did gone. You, he was like, I'm out. Did you start off that one song, that one right there on the car, by saying, I need cool. Kool-Aid. Yeah, baby, I'm not fooling. I'm going to send it's, it's you. It's not Kool-Aid. It's, oh, it's not? not? Robert Plant is not singing about <laughs> oh, yeah. the new flavor of Ecto Cooler or whatever. <laughs> what is it? I need coolin', baby. I'm not fooling. I need coolin'. Coolin', not I've, for Kool-Aid. my whole life. Hot. Like you've got yeah. me going. I need coolin'. Okay, my whole baby, life I'm... I thought it said I need Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm not fooling. Well, they smoke cherry. a lot. Of, they smoke a lot of pot. Kool-Aid tastes good when you're high, so I thought it made sense. That's embarrassing. <laughs> we play that song right here a lot. <laughs> I know, but again, that was like my favorite song in high school. This was like my anthem to my 18th birthday. I listened to what? Unique yes. Why was this song? I don't because I I just love this song. It gets me amped. I love it so much. <laughs> See? Kool-Aid. No, he says coolin'. No, it sounds like anything. It doesn't Kool-Aid. sound. 
No. Maybe I'm not Kool-Aid. I love Kool-Aid. it so much. <laughs> How do you not know that it wasn't Kool-Aid? Well, the same reason for like that cranberry song. I always thought they said, I'm searching food for you. Instead of, I'm such a fool for you. Why would they be searching food? <laughs> and why would the person be in the food? Because you love someone so much that you're searching aid. See? No, you, you're saying yeah, don't talk aid. Over. Don't talk over it. It's a little harder to identify the word when you're saying aid. I, I, nonetheless, Sam, you smoked it. You killed it. That You two were in sync. Still no. here, and you need Kool-Aid. There's no D happening there for sure. Uh, I just, I just like to put the D in places it doesn't uh, belong. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. this that's a crime. Is very, very hard because I only know the chorus. But I would have just been like, "Elemin, fill a blank. What's next?" Yeah. And then say they all say, "Oh," and I'm like, "What's next?" Say that twice. That's what I would have done. Yeah, that's that's about the same. That's a tough one because the chorus is really anybody that knows anything, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that song uses those the, the title, the yeah. three letters in with the actual regular lyrics. So you're skipping out on like a lot of it. Yeah, he f- he got it just after the buzzer. <laughs> da, 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 something 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 means something yeah, different. Yeah, that's the good. first that, two that letters are the same, <laughs> but the last one is a little different. You know, it's that's, five letters that are missing missing here. You got occasion at the other party. As a game, it seems I got to start to explain and bust it. Yeah, that's a tough one. They do it with a little more finesse. Right, right. But, yes. (laughs) We're too white for all this. (laughs) Me specifically. Uh, All right, the record now. Man, that sends her to 11 now. Keeps me at 9 and keeps you at 6. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. I'm fascinated by stories like this. Where this man found $150,000 in his bank account. The man is a front desk clerk in Minnesota. And he realized the cash was put in as part of the Paycheck Protection Program. And since he didn't own a business, he was surprised to find it. For two weeks, he waited for the bank to find the heir and take the money back. When they didn't, he reached out to them to make it right. He says, quote, I eventually reached out to them. Someone was expecting the money. A small business could have gone out of business if I hadn't returned the money. For two weeks. Yeah. Good for him for doing the right thing because there's a lot of people that aren't. For eventually doing the right thing. Right, right. He waited for two weeks. A business could have went closed in two weeks. Yeah, you're right. When asked if he thought about keeping the money, he joked he thought about heading to Mexico for a while. $150,000, you are not going to be able to stay there that long. But Not on one of Sam's resorts. Dude, <laughs> if I find $150,000 in my account, I'm freaking out, like panicking freaking out. For real, because you know this something ain't right. No, because first, furthermore, taxes alone right. freak me out. Right. Someone's looking for that money. I ain't expecting it. That is terrible. I mean, you're going to be like, yeah, I could leave. But it ain't going to do that much. Mm-mm. I get my knees busted. COVID-19 Well, cases. the mafia doesn't operate through the banking system. <laughs> they don't? No. No, they, they, they work in cash. That's, mm. why they, that's how long money laundering came about. Uh, I don't know. Ma- 
mafia things. I'm not a mafia person. If you didn't know that, I'd be horrible. I do know that. That's why I'm surprised you even made the statement. <laughs> totally got this mafioso look amongst you, Sam. Absolutely. All right. COVID-19 cases across at least seven states tied to Sturgis. Health officials in South Dakota say 40 people who attended the rally have tested positive for the virus, including three residents in North Dakota, Washington, and Minnesota. Cases tied to the rally have also been confirmed in Wyoming, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Health, health experts say that they expect the spread to continue. I told oh. you it was going to happen. Yeah. In uh, more corona news, a Hong Kong man becomes the first confirmed case of COVID-19 reinfection. There's a 33-year-old man in Hong Kong. He developed mild symptoms in late March and then was first diagnosed with COVID-19. He got his second infection that occurred on August 15th. Now, according to the University of Hong Kong, he tested positive for the virus after coming back to Hong Kong from Spain. He's been hospitalized but remains asymptomatic. So that's interesting that you yeah. can get it again. Um, it's all fake. We talked about it earlier. Falwell Jr. withdraws his resignation from Liberty University. Jerry Falwell Jr. apparently is now not resigning as president of the university. The In a statement, the Evangelical University said that Falwell had agreed to step down, but then changed his mind yesterday. Because cuckolding is fine. Right. The uncertainty about his future at the university comes for about the reports of the years-long affair with a business partner that him and his wife had. Liberty's board of directors will hold their meeting today to discuss yeah, the Yeah, he's going to be told to leave. Pretty much. Yes. And how do you go at first going, I want to do all this because I want to save the, you know, protect the university, but now you're like, nope. This oh. is my hill. Yeah, because he wants to keep that money that he's making. Dude, he's got a contract. He's getting his money. Oh, you think so? Yes. He's going to go ahead and get it anyway, even though they're yeah. like, it's a parachute. Yes, he's fine. Mr. Golden Parachute. Uh, lastly here, Tulsa Public Schools increases cleaning as teachers will be going into classrooms. Uh, yesterday, the Board of Education voted on a spinal plan, which will implement daily temperature screenings for those coming into district buildings and require face coverings when people enter or walk around the building. The district is also asking visiting teachers or staff who don't normally work in the building to go ahead and just sign in just in case they have to do some contact tracing. What do you think cases. Jerry Falwell Jr.'s net worth is? I'm going to say 500000 Gimpy. Uh, he's got at least three mil in the bank. He is worth over $100 million. What? He's fine. Well, that's all that Jesus money, man. They, what? they say send your money to God, but the checks go straight to Jerry Jr. Oh, he, that makes me so he's mad. He's a finance guy. He's yeah. not stupid. Yeah. A couple of wise he doesn't make wise decisions, but. Right. Like, pass that plate. Yeah. Our church needs it. Right, right. He'll be fine if he doesn't work for the university anymore. He's just the type of guy that's never been told, stop. Right. Consent. No, he just, he's been told, watch. No, he's been said, <laughs> no, he says, I want to watch. Right. Right. Oh, gross. Um, swept out of the first round, the Nets may have their eye on one of NBA's iconic head coaches. The Athletic reports they're exploring the possibility of luring Greg Popovich away from the Spurs. He's got two years left on his contract. And the Mets are back on the diamond tonight after four games were postponed due to positive COVID-19 tests within the organization. Two t staffers tested positive in Miami last week. The Mets host a doubleheader against the Marlins at City Field. Yep, that's Balls to Ball Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 Game.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listener emails, you can always email us, show at KMOD.com, show at KMOD.com. We read your email on the air, and then you guys get to give advice via text or call. Says, I've been offered a job, and I've been excited since I've been out of work since March, but it's less than what I was making, so at the deadline they wanted an answer, I asked for some time to think it over. They said no and took the job offer off the table. I'm crushed. It has been six months And really, I needed a job, Um, but I wanted to make sure it was financially sound. Is it normal to rescind an offer after it's made? Do you guys think I can contact them and ask for the job still? Oof. Uh, 918-460-KMOD. Has that ever happened to you? What? That you've been offered a job that you had to negotiate, and they're like, "Hey, we want to yeah. pay you this much money," and you're yeah. like, "I have to, I have to mull it over." Yeah, so and they hate a, it. So that's a normal thing. It's normal to go, yeah. Let me give me some time to think about it. It's a life decision, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of you know, it's not taking a job at some job to add some money to your income. Mm-hmm. It's not a job while you're in college. Career. It's a career you're trying to start. So in my opinion, you probably should pause, not make a decision based off emotion, and think about it for 24 hours. And I think as an employer that that would be a good attribute. You could make that argument, sure. That like this person, you know, is smart enough not just to jump on stuff, wants to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that argument. Yeah. Uh, 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Anthony is on. Good morning, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? Good, sir. What do you think? I think he should totally send it and ask for the job. If he really needs one and that's a good idea, they obviously wanted him, chances are they'll take him. What, Gimpy? I was going to say, if they wanted him bad enough, they would have been like, yeah, go ahead and think about it, but you got X amount of time. So obviously they didn't want him bad enough because the fun thing about work is you can find a million other bitches that will fill that spot and do the job just as good. Absolutely. Have you ever told a job like, hey, I need some time to think about it? Uh, Yeah. Actually, the one I'm at right now. <laughs> How long did you wait from the job offer to when you accepted the job? Uh, two weeks because I had to go turn in my other one and the guy was completely understanding about that. So you didn't tell the new place, hey, I want this job for two weeks? No, we put his two weeks notice in. Sir. Yeah, I was like, you know, I still had to go work for my other job. Right. And the guy was very understanding about that. And I was of like, course. think about it. Of course. Call you. Of course, but... You didn't tell you were offered a job and you said, Hold on, I gotta put in two weeks' notice before I tell you yes. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't seem normal. Well, I was I was pretty dedicated to my old job too. Yeah. Right on, man. All right. Well, have a great day, man. I appreciate the call, Anthony. You guys too. All right, buddy. See you later. Yeah, it's normal to give two weeks before you move on to your new job. For sure. But telling somebody you want a job. 
like waiting until you're done with that job to go, yes, I want that job seems super risky. Yeah, yeah. Typically, at least in my experience, is you like, yes, I'll take your job. However, I cannot start for two weeks because I got to I got to finish out this other one. Which I think is good because an employer would want to see that commitment, that yeah. follow through. Yeah, it's a respect sort of thing. Yeah. As well. Some do. Mm-hmm. I've seen jobs are like, no, we want you to start now. <laughs> well, we need you today. We needed you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, but what if somebody else needs me? Don't you want two weeks' notice to figure that out? No. You either want this job or you don't. Are you paying me more money? No. Oh, God. That's tough. I don't think it's tough. I don't think that's tough at all. Either you have character or you do not. Well, you're saying you don't have character if you just, like, up and quit. No, you do the right thing. Which is? Give two weeks. Yes. Let the employee, the person you currently work for, go, we're good. Because I've had that happen. But they're like, oh, you don't need to finish out your right. two weeks. Yeah. We're good. That makes sense. Because that's, it's just the, it's kind of, it's totally lopsided. Right? Because if they were going to fire you, they wouldn't be like, hey, in two weeks we're firing you. Mm-hmm. That is so true. How, why is that, that like, I mean, actually, normally when you get fired, you've done something wrong. Like, it's not like, hey, cutbacks. It's normally like, I mean, cutbacks you can see coming. Normally it's like, hey, you've been late 15 times in the last month and you're, you know, a trash bag employee. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm also finding another job because you've done bad things as an employer Mm -hmm. that don't correlate. Philosophical difference. Uh, text, this has bad news written all over it. Most likely it's the hiring manager with a chip on their shoulder, but if not, you accept it now, then they done you a favor. Uh, unemployment is high. Company probably didn't like the indecisiveness. This says uh, jobs get pulled all the time. It sucks, but happens. Although I've heard contacting the HR hiring manager to see if the job is available is possible, they may have pulled the original, but might have another they can apply him for. So you may mm. call and be like, hey, but we've moved, we have, that job's gone, but I have something else maybe. Right, right, right. We don't have the manager position, but we can go ahead and put you on as like a you know, crew member lineman, whatever. Right, as a teeter totter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a flip flopper. <laughs> mm. uh, Cash is on. Hi, Cash. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, sir. What do you have? Uh, I was working for a company for probably two years. And he called me in the office on a Saturday and said, hey, man, you're going to go work for these guys. Here's your last check. I was like, okay, what did I do wrong? He said, nothing. They're just going to pay you more. And I was like, okay, cool. So about a year into the job working for this other company, he calls me and he wants me to come back. And he's offering me more money and he's wanting to pay for my house and all these things. But I've already committed to this other company for a year. And I sat and sat and waited for about two weeks, and then I called him to want the job, and I had already missed the opportunity. So I think that if the opportunity knocks, you should take it, because in two weeks, you might not have a job opportunity. How? What kind of industry are you in that they can go, hey, we've sold you as an employee to another company? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, it was a, a rental company out of Collinsville, and uh, he wasn't able to pay me what he thought I was truly worth in my values as an employee. What? And 
Yeah. Dude, you have the unicorn. You have a unicorn of a boss then, That seems like a made-up story. And never in my life have I heard a boss be like, you're worth more than I can pay you here, so I'm going to find you a better job that pays you more. That's that's the boss of of the century. Yeah, my hat's off to that guy. I mean, I go by and see him every chance I can. I try to call him. I mean, he helped me out tremendously. And then he wanted me back, and I was already kind of, I mean, full-time committed. This company had given me a truck. I mean, they've kind of taken me in as part of the family. And then he wanted me back, and I was like, oh, man, really? Yeah, that's but, crazy. Did you ever buy him a world's best boss mug? No, but I you, need to. I think he earned one. You literally do. Yes, sir. At least a mug. Right on. Cash, a thanks for the call. or something. Yeah, man, for sure. Cash, <laughs> have a great day. You too. Thank you, guys. All right. See you later. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're worth more. We don't want. You're a good employee. You're worth more. We. You're clearly overqualified for here. Like I uh, have. I have found you what? another job. What? Where they're going to pay you more. Maybe maybe what? his business was failing or not doing as well. So he's like, look, I can't afford you personally, mm-hmm. but I'm a good person. I'm a yeah. good buddy. So I'm going to go ahead and hook you up and find you a different Entirely gig. possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like to do the legwork to find somebody a, another gig and be like, hey, I'm going to call around and be like, mm-hmm. I have this employee. He's awesome. I, don't, I can't pay him what he's worth. Do you want to take him? Like what boss does that? Normally, you like if they can't pay you, they're like, hey, we can't pay you, but I'll give you an amazing recommendation right they or don't... hire somebody without sight like see putting eyes on the person right yeah and at least now we know why their company was failing if they hired, found someone else another job that's right amazing. that's a crazy story that's a it's incredible uh this says anytime i've hired someone pay is one of the first talking points and usually in the help wanted ad if you knew the ballpark pay before they offered you the job and you needed time to think about it i would assume you didn't want the job Ooh, when I got hired as that CEO's assistant, pay was the last thing we talked about. My skills and all that other stuff, the very few I had, um, was (laughs) what we talked about first, and then it was pay. Yeah, I would say that uh, it should always be one of the first ones. For sure. I mean, obviously, once you'd go, you're qualified, right, and establish that you're worthy of employment here. Okay, got you. Then it should be the first thing you talk about. And uh, then vacation. Gives me such anxiety. Yeah. It's not a fun conversation. No. Uh, if you're financially able to give yourself time to think it over, you don't need the job that bad. But it's hard finding a job right now. It's a catch-22. Either you take a lower-paying job and know you will have an income, or you can hold out and not know when you'll be gainfully employed again. That's a quite the pickle there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, listener, but we are in a global pandemic. <laughs> There's a lot of people looking for work. So I can kind of understand maybe an employee employer being like, I ain't got time to wait for you to make a decision. Right. That's that. What, that's what they're saying. Yeah. That's what the text is saying. Yeah. That 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 you you're in a messed up situation no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if he accepted that job when an interview comes along, he has to mix work to take the interview. Uh, I've had a would-be employer cancel my employment when I was told them, when I told them I wanted to finish working my two weeks notice at my previous job. Yeah, I get that. We want you now. Well, I got to finish this out. No, 
no, it's it's now or never. And then the what would you do in that situation if like you were offered another job, higher pay, blah blah blah, and you're like, I want to give my two weeks notice, and they're like, nope, either start Monday or don't start at all. I'd start on Monday. Samesies. Uh, there's some context involved, right? Mm-hmm. Am I? Is it a lateral? If it's a lateral, then no. Because that means I'm going to, like, I'll cross this path again. Mm. Do I care about my relationship with this company and this employer? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not as easy of, yeah, Monday. Because, again, if you're making a lateral move and you're staying in that industry, it's a small world, man. Burn bridge, you mean. Yeah, you're going to burn your bridge. Mm-hmm. And they're, you're never going to get, like, we heard from Cash, them go, man, we want you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that doesn't exist. It ha- people get hired back all the time no, in no, jobs. No, 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 no. I'm saying his situation. No, I'm talking about being hired back. Okay. Right, right. After you've left that one place. Yes. Being able to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, listener email from a guy who has uh, not worked since March oy, and been offered a job but wanted to think about it. And then when the deadline came, he asked to think about it more and they took the job away. And he wants to know, is it normal to rescind an offer after it's made or do you think I can contact them and ask for the job still? Sam. I think it wouldn't hurt. I mean, like you already have a no right now. So I think to ask and be persistent might be a good thing and a good attribute to be like, hey, I just, you know, wanted to talk this over with my wife. This is a career decision. And I would really still like to um, work for your company. And there's any way that you can offer me that job back. I would love to take it. And the worst they can say is no, you already have a no. So Gimpy, you've already had your chance. Move on and go find something else. If you needed the job that bad, you should have taken it right then and at that point in time. Because why? Because jobs are hard to find right now. So with that being said, you should have went ahead and been like, okay, cool, I'll take it. Continue to look for other gainful employment if this isn't going to be good enough for you. But you know what? One, And it says right here perfectly in a text, a job is better than no job. So you should have went ahead and taken it. And then continue to look for other work that gets better pay. But at least you'd be getting a check. And at least you can support your family. And now you're living off of unemployment continued. And you're probably starving to death. And your wife is going to leave you because, you know, you can't take care of her needs. It can spiral pretty quick. He's right. It can. Um, There is a, a data, like statistically speaking, when it comes to unemployment numbers, there are people not working. And then there are people choosing not to work. Yeah. And those are people that are like, well, I could get a job at... Walmart, but I think I'm better than that. Yeah, that's a and those problem. are two different statistical numbers. So, uh, but you see the broad number of un- people not working, and you mm-hmm. go, "Oi, mm-hmm. right?" So, with that being said, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> you haven't worked since March, and I'm also a believer that there are signs all around. Right? For some reason, you didn't say yes. I don't think it's uncommon to need 24 hours. You should think about jobs. You should go, I need 24 hours to think about this. But when you two agree on a number, you got to honor it. And to come back and go, I need more time, seems wishy-washy. I, I feel that, like, if when it comes, oh, I've got to think about it, I've got to think about this job, then that only applies to, like, if you're being poached from another company. You, you get what I'm saying? If another company is looking at you and be like, I like this employee, I like what he's doing, I want them to come work for me, mm-hmm. then then they, yes, I need to think about it. I need 24 hours or 48 hours to think about this. But if you're not being poached, you're just putting in applications, resumes, or whatever, I don't think you get the right to think about it. 
That's just my opinion, though. I mean, I, I, I just have the belief that you should never make decisions based off of emotion mm-hmm. or in an emotion. Mm-hmm. And you're excited, all these things. Like, you easily could go, yeah, and then they go, yeah, but you agreed to this amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to process it in your brain and understand. It's. I think that's an important. And any, comp- any employer should go, yeah, for sure. I think mm-hmm. 24 hours should be more than enough. Right. To process that, right? Yeah, Especially sure. if you don't have a job. How long does it take you to figure out your finances, bro? Let me think about that for a second. Right, I have zero okay, coming in now. Right. You, could, you, could need six, you could need a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it, in any employer who wants a quality employee would be like, yes, take mm-hmm. 24 hours. I want you to f- be comfortable, and when you get here, happy you made this choice. Right. I hear what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but... It's a life choice. People, it's like quitting the bank, man. Like you get into a job, there are some people like, well, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. I'm they stuck feel here. Feel like they're trapped. Yeah, it goes as well with relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I get that. I get. But there that. are signs everywhere. Maybe you didn't take the job for a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe they said no for a reason. Right. So you may never know what that reason is. Thank but. your lucky stars. Move on or shut your trap. Right. Right. But beggars can't be choosers. You can't. Be, you can't use the line. I've been. We're not had a job since March. Six months, man. You had time. You what do you what do you need to think about? You didn't think about the thresholds of money. <laughs> you didn't go. I got to find a job for at least this much. No, no, no. And it just it just hit me. Unemployment, bro. You give furlough because of COVID nineteen, right? And then you get your regular unemployment plus. They were giving out like an extra six hundred dollars. I know that number's gone down since then, but it was actually paying more to mm-hmm. not work. To not Did work. everybody get that money? Uh, that yeah, I, I think, don't know. I, I want to say made, yes. Yeah, I think if you made over a certain amount, uh-huh. like I think if you made over like 25000 or 30000 or something like that, but everybody that I know that got furloughed that's on unemployment is like, this is awesome. Right. I'm getting paid more and I'm just hanging out. So now that it's comfortable, right? It was comfortable then because I was getting paid more uh-huh. to not work. Well, now they're not giving you that six hundred dollars. They're giving you an extra two hundred dollars. Well, crap! I can't live off of this. This isn't comfortable anymore. I've got to go find something, and I missed my opportunity. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Why people are like, "Oh, I'm not working for so long," and now all of a sudden they want to because it's just not as comfortable. They're not making it. Yeah, long. I hear you. It, it doesn't make sense to me because that is not endless. I understand that. So but. you you cannot mm-hmm. be ABC. Mm-hmm. You cannot ready, shoot, aim. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. you got to be thinking of the DEF part. That, that's the thing right there. What will this be like at Christmas? Mm-hmm. How do I know I will keep getting the extra $400, $600? Right. And you don't. And to me, you can definitely live life. What's going to happen in the next 15 days? Yeah. I don't know about y'all. I like to set goals and go achieve things and go on vacations and buy stuff. Right. And live. Yeah, it's a little harder to do that when you're only working paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. I got an email from someone I want to read uh, about the last email. It says, I was offered a job in 1990. I wasn't sure, just like your listener, about it, so I asked for a day to think on it. It was granted, and they called me the next day. 
My wife and I drove around to see how other employees were living as we were young. All those employees were doing much better than us. 30 years later, I can retire from that company that hired me. What company? United States Postal Service. <laughs> People do not understand how important the Postal Service is. Yeah. The, to me, the idea of even threatening to take it away is terrifying. In my opinion, the Postal Service is a part of class warfare because a lot of people that can't afford internet or computers or laptops rely on that to get bills, pay bills, yeah. deal with government, deal with things that aren't fair. Right. Sometimes even communication. When people of a certain financial status don't like it because that's how courts serve them, mm -hmm. and they'd rather not do that, they can just serve people with uh, hiring process servers. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's a huge thing that has to do with keeping oppressed people or people of non a non-financial status lower keeping them down. I can mail something to a relative on the other side of the country for 55 cents. It's pretty amazing. That's deal. insane. I mean, it takes 30 days to get there, but yeah. It doesn't take 30 <laughs> days to get there. I know. I know. It's insane. So, working for the postal service, that was a I thought that was a pretty nice email. Uh, this is another one that came in and it was also a job one, I think. Let me make sure. Oh no. Uh, I don't think I've read the one about the wife in the news. Uh, the wife is addicted to negative news, and I've told her that she has to stop with the news and constant Facebook. She didn't like that. She said that she cares about us and the kids and wants to be informed. I told her that's great, but too much of anything is not healthy. How do I get her away from the news? Oh, God. <laughs> I No, I really feel like with the news, like whatever side you're on doesn't matter. You can spiral qu quickly, especially when oh, you... Oh, it's a drug. Yeah, when you pair the news with Facebook, if you don't, like, because you, like, it lets you know Facebook algorithm is sending you all the information that you already are on a side of, whether you're Republican or Democrat or whatever. And so if you love Trump, you're going to get all this stuff about Trump. If you hate Trump, you're going to get all this hate stuff about Trump. And so it just spirals because you feel you're so right. And I feel like you just get into it. Yeah. And I think news gets a broad term. Or I'm sorry, a specific, like you think news is like NBC, CBS. Right. Fox, CNN, MS, you think that's the news, but you, but you don't think the news is Breitbart or you don't think the news is the Atlantic mm -hmm. or the New Yorker. Those are all, all those are news. That's Anywhere news. you get information <laughs> that is current is news. Mm -hmm. That's like, well, I'm not a politician. You are the moment you submitted your application to run for office. Mm -hmm. Literally the definition. Yeah. That is a, a, a spiral that you can get into. Right, right. Especially if you haven't found something else, like pick up another hobby. <laughs> I mean, but the, like the guy's point, his wife says, listen, I'm trying to stay informed. How do you stay informed and not be a part of the cycle? Oh, that's tough. Because like... Okay, on my Facebook, I get a lot of ads for um, engagement rings 
And <laughs> like now I've gotten a lot of ads for like antidepressants. Like Facebook knows too much about me. What does that have to do with staying informed? Because my point being that they know they know more about you than you think. And so you feel informed because you read an article from somewhere from some news news site that looks legit and you take that for like that's the word that's all correct information and so i just feel like when you're like watching the news people get their news from facebook and so it's easy to stay on your phone and read paragraph after paragraph and article after article after an, an algorithm has given you this. So you've, you're you not really seeing both sides. You feel informed because you're reading about it, but you've just spiraled into something. I think that you hit it with the Facebook is not news. Right. Like their job is to trick you. It's like a YouTube video, right? Most people only watch the first like eight seconds of a YouTube video before they decide if they like it. But they'll go, oh, I hiked the Appalachian Trail, right? right. You, you'll say you saw it when you only watch the first eight seconds. And the same thing holds true on the Facebook where you'll see a headline from anyone and go, well, that was news. Mm-hmm. And that's not news. You're just reading the headline of a news story. Well, that's the whole point of news quickies is headlines are deceptive. Right. You're not getting the real story with just a headline. I've seen it on Facebook, man. It's all real. How many times have you heard that? Mm -hmm. Thousands. Yes. (laughs) Or someone posts like, I got ripped off from, you know, know, Billy Bob's bank. Mm -hmm. You go, Billy Bob's bank rips people off. Right, because that's somebody's opinion. Right, it was just a post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But we take it for truth and we take it for what it is. Hold on to it. I feel like it changes your personality when you get too far into politics, when it's like all that you consume, like all the media you consume, all the news, the articles, Facebook, all that. It like changes what you talk about. It changes who you are as a person. And like it can get, I guess, like very dark. Like there's been points where my boyfriend is watching too much news and like telling me about stuff or I tell him about stuff and I'm like I don't want to talk about this anymore it's so negative like there's nothing good coming out of this let's talk about you know Disney plus I don't care any other subject well like the listener said it in the email too much of anything is not good for you Mm -hmm. and this is just like what you're saying right there too much negative news will make you start thinking negatively too much Political, you know, if you keep eye on that, you're constantly, that's all you're going to talk about. Too many stupid pug videos, that's all you're going to talk about. It's just too much is is not good. Yeah. No and matter what it is. Especially, I feel like with news, a lot of it is negative because you're, they're bashing the other opponent. So you're like in a negative mindset when you're reading like, oh my God, this person is such a trash bag. Can you believe they did this? It, like, puts you in a negative place. It doesn't help that, you know, there's so much negativity going on anyway. And morale's down, if you think about it, like the coronavirus, the pandemic, the quarantine, and all that stuff that we've had to deal with. That's taken its toll on people. We have nothing better to do but to watch what's on the news. And then you've got the political side of life where, like Sammy just said, everybody's ripping everybody apart. Find me some good piece of good, decent news or whatever besides, you know, some squirrels, you know, skiing on a a remote control boat (laughs) that they play at the end of the news to make you feel 
little bit better about all the garbage that they just rammed down your throat. Right, like all the horrible news, like the murders and like the politicized, like, oh, the murders happened because of this and blah, blah, blah. And then here's a squirrel. Right. Do- it does not make me feel better, actually, factually. But I do like that skiing squirrel. So, so <laughs> what should what should this guy do? Um, I think that he needs to have an intervention with his wife and be like, look, this is getting to a point where it is changing who you are. It's too much and it's it's addictive like anything else. And maybe, you know, plan dates with her or there's like, you know, subscription date boxes. Like I think take an active role in her life so she's spending less time on her phone and Jeff catches me on my phone a lot. Like this week, I've been on my phone constantly. And he'd be like, babe, come on. It's 830. It's time to put down the phone and spend time together. And so I feel like you, as a husband, can do that to try to get her out of this negative cycle. Gimby. Basically, exactly what Sam said. Go find something better to do. Come on, man. Whether Put the phone down. Let's go bang one out in the bedroom or something. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to the park. Let's go do something. Let's go do anything that's not sitting here watching the television or in front of, you know, your phone screen or something like that. I I understand screens are everywhere. You can't do that. But what I'm talking about is you can control how much you're absorbing. And you can also control how much she's absorbing. You know, come on. Let's go find something better to do. This sucks. I'm surprised by both your answers. Uh, you can't control people. You can't control what your spouse looks at on their phone or when they look on it. Look at it. The hell if you can. Uh, yeah, how, how can you? Disagree. It's simple. You've been on the phone too much. Let's just say we're going to use this receiver as a as well. Honey, you've been on the phone too much. Let me have that real quick. Take it cool. from them. Let's go. Ooh. Let's go find something to do. Why, about- hold on. What do you mean you would take it from the person? Well, you don't rip it out of their hands like you're some kind of asshole or something, but you, you can gently go up and be like, hey, you've been in a little too deep. I'm just going to go ahead and take this. You can have it back here in a little bit. We just need to go find something to do. You need to you need to decompress. What makes you the controller of that? I'm surprised by you of all people mm-hmm. that you're saying that. What makes you the controller of that person? And how would I don't think you would react very well if somebody did that to you. Yeah, actually, if if it came up to the point where, like, let's say my girlfriend comes up and be like, hey, babe, you've been playing video games all day long, and she comes up and takes that controller out of my hand and gently puts it down and says, hey, let's go do something else. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. My brain hurts. My eyeballs hurt. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go find something better to do. Let me let me get out of this here, hmm. okay? It's it's not be- – you don't – the thing about it is is, is is you hear me say that and you see me do that and you're instantly going straight to asshole. You don't have to be an it asshole. It is an about, asshole move. Not necessarily. Taking even. something out mm-hmm. of somebody's hand mm-hmm. it's all on as, how- they, as if they are mm-hmm. a child mm-hmm. is an asshole move. Yeah, it's all on how you approach it and how you do it. If you snatch it out of their hand and say, G- you've been watching the news too much, give me that. That's the asshole. But if you just gently be like, hey, listen – you have been watching too much news. You are acting weird, and I think it's time to decompress. I'm going to go ahead and take your phone. I'm going to leave my phone here as well. There's ways to go about it without being an asshole about it and, and still make it work. So I disagree with the physically taking someone's phone out of their hand. But, like, literally this just happened last night that Jeff's like, you've been on your phone a lot, and I checked myself to be like, I have been. It's been since four o'clock and I felt justified because I was busy doing things. But 
they weren't things that I I needed to put down my phone to have that time with him. And, you know, like, oh, let's watch the Umbrella Academy because we love that show and to do that together. So I feel like a lot of times when people are spiraling and watching negative news and doing that, that they don't realize that they're doing that. I didn't realize I was on my phone until he was like, babe, you've been on for hours. Let's give it a rest. Let's, you know, cuddle and watch this. And so I feel like bringing it to, you know, your wife's attention that like this is getting to be a problem. Maybe let's go do this instead. I feel like could be helpful. Yeah, I whether it's meth, weed, alcohol, opiates, Facebook, gaming, you can't control what someone does. They'll find a way to do it if they are addicted to it. You can talk to them, sure, mm-hmm. but you cannot control people. They either will hear you or they will not. And to try and control your wife like the email person was presenting, how do I get her to stop? You don't. You can just tell her where your concern is and hope she makes the right decision. Because you didn't, hopefully you didn't marry her because she obeys. Right? It seems weird to try to control the other person on but, over over Facebook. If it's causing issues, though, why? Addiction why? causes issues and you don't go take the drugs out of their hand. Uh, if it's causing problems, why not? Sometimes you have to be that person to get your point across. My experiences mm-hmm. have been... And the literature that I have read mm-hmm. says that that cannot, you cannot control people. Okay. I'm sure they'll find something to do, but yeah, go ahead and do it. Watch your negative news. Go do your meth or whatever. But when we're together, <laughs> put it down. Yeah, but that you can't mm-hmm. make them. Mm-hmm. You cannot make somebody do something. And to act like you can is dangerous. It's controlling no, but and that's I, not a healthy attribute. You can talk to your partner and you can tell them, hey, this is causing problems in our relationship. And if they either listen to it or they do not. Yeah, I just feel like bringing it to their attention. They probably don't realize they're in a spiral. You can always email us show at KMOD We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The big man morning show. Tulsa's rock station. 97. 97- Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. And text coming in says, Corbin, you're so full of it. So if your wife started using drugs, you just be like, well, can't make her stop. I'll just watch. Well, see, you don't know everything about me because this happened to me. It wasn't drugs. It was alcohol. And I tried to take it away. And she found a way. And it took immense amount of therapy, and we were divorced and separated within three months of being married. So shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Mavericks clash with the Clippers tonight in game five of what is now a best of three series. Luka Doncic uh, drained a long three-pointer as time expired in overtime to lift Dallas to a 135-133 to win in game four on Sunday, uh, evening up the series at two games apiece. 
And the Dallas Stars scored five unanswered goals as they surged past the Avalanche in a 5-2 game of two of the Stanley Cup playoffs in Toronto. Alexander Rudolph scored the go-ahead goal in a four-goal second for Dallas, which takes a 2-0 lead. Game three is tomorrow night. That what you watch? The hockey? Yeah. No. No, no hockey watching. No. Gimpy? <laughs> he, he barely watches sports and only does because he has to. <laughs> and hockey of all sports to watch? I'd rather watch ball golf. What's ball golf? Well, because there's disc golf and ball golf for him. Oh, like golf? Traditional golf. Yes. Oh, it's called ball golf? Disc golfers call it ball golf. Mm-hmm. It sounds It like- is ball golf. If it's disc golf, it is also ball golf. Right. I know it just sounds like it's undermining it. I don't I don't like that. It possibly is. It does. It sounds like It a does feel s- a little smug, yes. Yeah, like it sounds like like disc golfers are being snooty to be like, oh, it's ball golf. That is good. And the difference is out. That's it. All yeah. right. Well, okay, that's balls to the wall sports. I'm Steven Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. And it's time for To Tell the Truth. We do it Tuesdays at this time. Time to tell the truth. This is your opportunity to ask anything you want. Just remember, keep it clean. No bodily fluids, nothing sexual, and don't forget, we can and will pass on a question. Let's open up the phone lines. Here's Corbin and the gang with all the truth you're going to need. 918-460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD. I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and it was, what does a dive bar need to have to be classified as a dive bar? Uh, Smoking. Loud smoking inside. And cheap beer. And cheap shots. So cheap alcohol and smoking. One single pool table. You're at the list is getting pretty long. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of all the like dive bars I've been to. They're always small. They're always very dark. They're always very smoky. There's usually only one or two pool tables. Maybe a dartboard in the back or something. But it's mostly cheap drinks. Sam? Yeah, I was going to say dark bar, cheap drinks, and uh, like everything in there is old because the same people keep coming. So there's like cracks in the leather of the bar stools that they haven't fixed. And, you know, they haven't changed their prices in a long time. And it looks a little worn out. And people keep coming back because of the memory. So a poor keeper. Yeah. Of the facility. Cheap drinks and dark. Uh, I think it shouldn't have a blender and no Midori. (laughs) We serve two things. Budweiser and Jack Daniels. And hangovers. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it should be extremely limited. And I want to say, like, no crazy beers, but... Right, you won't take your bearded friends to go listen to Mumford & Sons and enjoy an IPA. Besides your typical dive bar. Right. If you put Mumford & Sons on the jukebox or whatever, everyone's going to turn their head like, 
Who are you? I hear you. It's Cotton Eye Joe, nothing else. Tin Dog was, (laughs) I used to go hang out at that place. I loved that bar. Mm -hmm. And they served one of the best Guinnesses I've ever had. Yeah. And I wouldn't exactly put Guinness on the list, uh, and it was a dive bar. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't exactly put that on my list of, you know, not cheap or whatever beers, right? I don't know. See? Blender for sure on my list. No blender. Mm-hmm. And the fruit well probably shouldn't exist either. Are you talking about like with the olives and the cherries and the whatnot? Yeah, yeah, little yeah. garnishments? Yeah. If they do, people are just picking out of it and eating it. They're right. not going in it's any It's a buffet. Drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinner served, boys. I used God, I, I was talking to my wife. I just remember. Uh, it, it used to be, uh, it was in a while. You might know this bar. You yeah, know. yeah. It was in a Owasso. It was called... The Jack of Clubs? Cow Pasture. Oh, the Cow Pasture that closed down. My God. I loved that bar. So one of the requirements for (laughs) this, if you're going to be a dive bar, you better have some sort of crock pot plug-in thing that happens. True statement. Which that place did. Whether it's melted cheese or we're we're doing doing Frito Chili Pie Night or something like that. Yeah, Chili Sundays. I have never been to it. I've passed by it a million times. And I've always wanted to. And then I heard that they closed it down. I'm like, well, God damn it. There goes my opportunity. But literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we found one day we were just driving down one of the roads going into town and drove by and we're like, what? Yeah. yeah. So we made an effort to go there and I'd been there a bunch of times and then one day I went by and they were demolishing. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Well, there goes. What happened? Mm -hmm. Good times. Yeah. God, I forgot about that place till just then. Uh, What's the worst you've ever been woken up? Um, for me, that's easy. When I had my very first surgery and I code blued, I, you know, you get an anesthesia and you're like, uh, pause. foggy. Pause. You code blued. Yeah. We're like, I know not- you've never told the story. I th- no, I have. Um, I where you stop breathing. I guess they gave me too much of some medication, and so I woke up foggy, and the alarms were going off, and there was like 14 people in the room, and I had passed back out, and then I don't know they did medical stuff to bring me back, and my nurse was like, "That was close," and it was just terrifying to hear alarms going off and seeing a ton of people come into a room wow. right after a surgery that was like a major, major surgery that, you know, I needed a month and a half to even be able to get on a plane. So just that moment of like, oh my God, am I going to die? Like that's that's the thought that I had before I passed back out. Gimpy. I was laying on the couch one day. Uh, it was back when I was working in the clubs and I was just uh, chilling, waiting to have to get ready for work. And uh, my ex comes in and literally throws the phone at me, hits me in the head and says, your girlfriend's on the phone. And it was a co-worker telling me what was going on that night at the club. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, probably being asleep and hearing somebody break into my house. Like hearing windows getting smashed. Oh, God, that is terrifying. When I lived in Oklahoma City, that was pretty brutal. That's the one that popped in my brain first. Uh, I like this one. Who would win in a three-way fight between the teams of Corbin and Allie, Sam and Simba, and Gimpy and what's-her-name? Yeah, uh, Simba would beat my ass. No, Sam. you guys are working as a team. 
Oh. Not working against each other, Sam. You and Simba are a team. Corbin and Allie are a team. Ooh. Me and what's your name as a team? Corbin and Allie would win. Because Corbin knows karate and Allie's a fit girl. Like, I feel like. And she She's is. She's a giant wimp. Dude, I had a conversation with your wife at her last patio party because she's got this sweet voice. She's very beautiful yeah. and blonde. Yeah. But she can be mean and ruthless. And so yeah. I feel like for sure she might, you know, break out some brass knuckles. No. She's, she's, no, uh, she's, she's uh, very she's a, tricky. She's a wimp when it comes to that stuff. Okay. She's, she doesn't like the sight of blood. She doesn't like seeing people get hit. Like, that's not her thing. Well, sorry, Gimpy. I'm not putting my money on you. It's okay. You don't need to. You find out at the end when you're laying there in a puddle <laughs> of blood. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to say me and what's your name because we have no Fs given at all whatsoever, and we will fight dirty till the very end. If that means throwing dirt in your eyes and kicking you in the balls or whatever you may have, then go for it. That's what we're going to do. I think putting to the side, hey, I would pick myself, mm-hmm. right? Because it would be stupid not to pick yourself. Of course. Uh, I would pick Gimpy and uh, what's her name? <laughs> I like that. That's her name now. <laughs> Only because it, I, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Simba, I have faith in. Sam, mm-hmm. also, not a lot of bark. She's got big bark, not mm-hmm. a lot of bite. Mm-hmm. So she the, she would probably be like, ah, stop. <laughs> and then run away. Like a softball throw, like, you know, a, a, a boy who's never thrown a softball type of thing. Um... Let's see. What's the worst? No, we did that. Uh, would you rather be a verse, a reverse centaur, or a reverse mermaid <laughs> merman? That's awesome. So you'll have like the legs of a human, but the top half of a horse if you're a centaur, or if you're a reverse merman mermaid, then you would have the <laughs> face of a fish, but walk around. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go centaur because I don't want to live in the water with legs. That's weird. I feel like I'd be eaten by a shark quickly. So right. I'm gonna go centaur. <laughs> no, I'm, I think that's an excellent point, Gimpy. I was going to say uh, the reverse merman because hey, I can breathe underwater. I can. I can go. You know, I'm amphibious now. I can go on land and on water and be able to breathe underwater. However, Sam brought a very good point. You got to watch out for other predators, sharks. You also have to watch out for fishermen and stuff like that. I would like to think that I would be smart enough to be like, ooh, look, there's a worm. I'm hungry. Let me eat it. And then get hauled up onto, you know, deadliest catch deck. Yeah, but they're letting you go. The moment they see the torso and that <laughs> schlong come out of the water, you're, you're, you're going. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, st- I'm going to, I'm going to go with the centaur because I think that is, that is, I can, I can still go about my business and my day and I don't have as many predators to have to worry about. Uh, yeah, I think the horse one, or it's not a horse centaur, right? It's a cow bull. Uh, yeah, I think that one makes sense. I don't want to run around with a fish thing and <laughs> seems weird. Typically... I think people like horses more than fish. Yeah, you can bond with a horse. Right. Yeah, not a fish. <laughs> I did learn this week that goldfishes recognize faces. What? Yep. How would we know this? I mean, I don't know, they science stuff. <laughs> I've literally no, no you re- idea. You found out, I'm asking you, what did you find out that made you go, well, that makes sense? I mean, 
that's not how it happened. I just read the fact that, like, it was like, oh, here's a 50 cute facts about animals you didn't know. And I knew a lot of them, but I did not know that goldfish recognize faces. Uh... To tell the truth, 918-460-KMOD. Gimpy, a Chinese restaurant that you went to in Muskogee that burned down last year, is back open. I read that and I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> what Chinese restaurant I went to well, in Muskogee last year. I feel like we narrow year. this down. Yeah. Have you been to Muskogee? I have been to Muskogee okay, a few separate times. question. Uh-huh. Have you eaten at a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you eaten at a Chinese restaurant in Muskogee? I don't know. <laughs> I can't you remember. Can't call. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I probably. I feel like <laughs> I've been to Muskogee in a while. I feel like there's not a large amount of Chinese restaurants or Asian restaurants probably in right. Muskogee. Right. That's why I was hoping maybe you know those two questions kind of separated. We would be able no. to get to the no, no, it. it didn't work out for me. China King, no. China Express, no. Ling Cuisine, no. What's it called? <laughs> Lin Cuisine. Not Ling Cuisine. But oh, I was about cuisine. to say, amazing. Their whole right. menu is just Ling Cuisine. Like you want Swedish meatballs or the lasagna. Magic. No, none of Wonderful these are ringing idea. a bell. None of these are ringing a bell at all whatsoever. Huh. What's the nerdiest thing about you? Mm. I don't... I can't think of a nerdy thing about me. I don't I don't really have like a nerdy thing. Yes. I'm not smart enough to have a nerdy y- thing. Yes, you have nerdy things about you. Like what? Uh the baby Yoda stuff? That's nerdy? It's science fiction. Well, okay. I like Battlestar Battlestar Galactica a lot. That was You like, do? Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. That was like one of my all time favorite. Tell me shows. more about it. Because, I mean, I watched it when I was in the military, and there was a lot of, like, ship references, and um, the Cylon, it, the Cylons are the robots that are trying to take over, and they have this woman president, and there, I think there's, like, five seasons of it, and I got super into Battlestar Galactica. What's, I think it's an awesome show. Do you have a favorite episode that you would recommend to somebody? Mm, no, again, it's been, like, ten years since I've seen the whole season. I binge-watched all of it. And uh, I remember watching the first episode of my ex-husband being like, this is stupid. Are we really going to watch this? And then I, so I watched the first episode with him and I was like hooked instantly. It's a, I think it's a fantastic show. Gimpy? I'll just say my random knowledge of random things that randomly pop out at random times. Just cause. Just cause I can't give you something now because I know you're gonna be like, well, give me something. I it just it just has to happen. For the radio, it just happens. It's just one of those. And you guys have flipped out several times. How do you know that? Or how do you remember that? I'm like, I don't know. I'd say your nerdy thing is video games. Yeah, that could be it too. But um, my nerdy thing would be your weather. Weather, sure. Dude, I found a new weather page. I love it. Your bread, your love of bread making. Right. Right, your 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 cooking the science science mm-hmm. <laughs> of bread making. My new weather page I love is called SpaghettiModels.com, and it's got like all the different maps and models you would need for the hurricanes and stuff, and you can see how they would all play out or the different scenarios. If you don't like, you're a newbie. This is overwhelming. Whoa. Like Sam will see it and go, "Whoa, yeah, it's super that overwhelming." Looks like a lot. But it is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. The weather for sure. Exit out of that. Never, never open that ever again. <laughs> ever.
China King, Gimpy. Yes. Okay. China King. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not ringing a bell. Promote, demote, or fire. Corbin's cheesy radio voice. Sam's baby talk. Gimpy. Gimpy's, well, I guess it's not good enough talk. Okay. Promote my baby talk. Um, demote. Gimpy's, well, I guess it's not good enough again. And fire Corbin's cheesy radio voice. Gimby. Nah, man, we're going to promote that cheesy radio voice because that S is hilarious. And we're totally going to fire Sam's baby voice. That is, <laughs> that is, that is probably one of the number one complaints that we receive. And, of course, I'm going to, I have to demote my, I guess it's not good enough talk because, I mean, well, I, I guess, guess it's, it's not, not good enough. <laughs> Uh, I'm saying fire. Well, I guess it's not good enough talk. Demote baby talk and promote cheesy radio voice. Are you kidding me? That's funny. By the way, I'm not doing anything you're not hearing on every other radio station. Hmm. Uh, speaking of lean cuisine, what's your favorite frozen dinner? <laughs> good God. Um, mine would be Trader Joe's Indian food. They have like a TV dinner Indian food that's bomb.com. They're chicken tiki masala. Gimby? Dude, I haven't found this in years, but I, I found it and I ate the crap out of it because it was amazing. It's a hungry man meal, of course. Two pounds of food and a plastic tray. But it was like this Monterey Jack chicken. It was a grilled chicken, Monterey Jack cheese, green peppers, red peppers, just slathered all over. And, of course, it had the other fixings with it. Loved it. I ate it almost every day for like a month, and then I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to do Stouffer's macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. It was either that or chipped beef in a bag. I couldn't pick... <laughs> Meal in bags are awesome, dude. Yeah, anytime you have a frozen dairy scenario, yeah. oh, it's always going to be pretty good. It's frozen. It's okay. Like, that's supposed to freeze dairy. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, you all have to wrestle each other. Who would you wrestle and what kind of wrestling would it be? Example, <laughs> mud, jello, or it's... Oh, so not Roman Greco or... Okay. Right. <laughs> that's what I was... I'm going to be the Undertaker. Sam? <laughs> I'm going to wrestle Gimpy with uh, oil because I feel like I could slip out of his craw grip pretty easily. Gimpy. <laughs> I'm wrestling Sam because if there's anything involved, whether it be mud, jello, uh, KY jelly, whatever the case may be, that's just too much for two dudes to be involved in. So <laughs> I feel the better better scenario would be just me and Sam wrestling and let's, let's just go ahead and say chocolate pudding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wrestling Sam. <laughs> In a, uh, a a sock holder <laughs> in Jello. <laughs> Why would I not pick the female to wrestle if it's got to be in some sort of slippery substance? Right, right. Sounds fun as hell. Yeah, not for just all. Even out if wrestling. I wasn't being like creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That does sound fun. I was in my head thinking like, oh, is that like disrespectful to? To my boyfriend to be like, God, Jello wrestling would be fun to do on the show, 
But uh, it, I was thinking in my head, that would be fun to do on the show. It would be fun to do. My wife would be like, you're not wrestling a female. <laughs> right. No, that's if what I'm saying. you want to do it, if it's for the show, you do it with Gimpy Corbin. Right. I was like, ah, God damn. Damn it. Well, it's worth a shot. Okay. <laughs> uh, Corbin makes your 70s radio voice. Did you see another one, Sam or Gimpy, that you wanted to get to? Um, Yes. What is the one thing I'll... What is the one I'll never do that again thing in your life you regret not doing earlier? I'll never do that again that I regret doing, but I would do again? Yeah, that you've done earlier. You've done something in your life and you're earlier. like, I'm not doing that again. For example, I would never get back with X number one again. <laughs> we split up several times and back and forth and back and forth. And I will never, ever, for the life of me, will never do that again. Yeah, I will never avoid creditors again. Mine's going to be uh, the, the girl wanted me to go to the bathroom on her. But I didn't do it. Yeah, so you can't use that one then because you didn't do it. But I wish it would have happened earlier. Right. But you never did it. So this is right. like looking back on regret. You're like, right, I did that. It, I'll never do yeah, that Yeah, but again. it came later. So if it would have been earlier, I would have. Right, right. You would have done it. Yeah, I don't and know. Then you've been like, I'd have never done that again. I'm trying to think of one. Um, drinking a whole bottle of tequila at my brother's fraternity because it has tainted me against tequila forever. <sighs> You guys had tequila at the patio party, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, just the smell is one of those. And it didn't, smell. didn't even get it by me. Like, uh-huh. it was just, you calm down, Fireball. <laughs> Fireball's way better than tequila. No. It's not a giant leap. I don't know. I did get goosebumps when I swallowed it. I was like, Ugh. You both were like, we haven't done that. We used to do this all the time. I'm like, why is this, this not have a written, bad idea written on it? Yeah. Now I'm 30. It's not like 32. you two that love tequila. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show, The Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's The Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. This was a story uh, we were going to talk about earlier in the week and I'm circling back to it. And I didn't know this, but Larry King has lost two children in the last uh, three weeks. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, one was 58, one was 65. One of them passed away of a heart attack on July 28th. And, and then... The other one passed away on August 20, 20th after uh, recently being diagnosed with lung cancer. And I, I mean, the cliche exists, right? Like, hey, no parent should have to bury their child, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're 86, bro. Yeah. At some point, you don't get to use that line anymore. Right. Because you're super old. One of your kids was four years older than my dad died. <laughs> right? So you're both old. I'm, you just happen to be holding on a little bit tighter. Listen, 65, too young to die, mm-hmm. still old. Mm-hmm. Right? Average yeah. age, 80 in America yeah. for men, 86 for women. Mm-hmm. So did she die younger than she should have? Yes. But she was 
Still old. <laughs> right. It's not like you're burying a 15-year-old. Right. That's what I think that line means. Exactly or a 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. 65. Tra- Listen, I'm not taking away from this tragedy. I'm just saying, when you use a line like, no parent should have to, you go, oh, the, you had to buy like a small casket. No, you had a full, like there was a will, there was right, a trust. There right, was, right. No, we actually had to buy an extra large grandchildren. one. Grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> she was a plush bow. Yeah. I didn't know Larry King was in Shrek and B-movie. I was just looking to see how old he was because I wasn't sure. I'm Did like, he play ah. himself? Because I count when you play yourself in a movie, you're not really in the movie. Oh, like a cameo yes, you, or something uh, you, like that? You were on the set. Mm. Yes, you recorded your voice. Mm. But it's not like you did something. Right, right. Not like, let's just say, you B-movie where Jerry Seinfeld was the B. Correct. Mm. Had right. to get into character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put in work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can look real quick, but I just noticed that when I Googled his name, he's like, also appeared in the B-movie and Shrek. Huh. I think in the B movie he did appear as himself because they went on TV talking about um, mm-hmm. talking about the pollination problem. Yeah, B. Larry, you got King. that right. <laughs> How long has it been since you've seen that movie? Mm, two months. I uh, love that movie. Do you really? What about the bees? Yes, I love that movie. He's a horrible voice actor. Oh my god! I think that movie is so. It's a cute movie, cute. but he's a horrible right. voice actor. Yeah, Larry King should just stick to news, and that's that's. I'm, we're talking about Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. I, Either way, I love that movie. I think it's so cute. Yeah. I love all Disney movies, actually. But is that a Disney movie? <laughs> Pixar or something? It's animated. I yeah. think it's a. I think it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah. yeah. The enemy. Yeah. Still love it. They're the enemy. What do you think Larry King's net worth is? Ooh. Oh my god! 115 million. Really, one hundred fifteen, huh? Yeah, well, he's been around forever. Just eighty-six years. checks, being on TV that entire time, like yeah. I'm going to say he's um, eighty-five million. Eighty-six million matches age. Celebrity net worth of Larry King is a hundred and fifty million dollars. Damn. Yeah, and I think he had more than that, but he lost it because he got divorced again. Yeah. Oh, God. In Shrek 2, the other movie that Larry King was in, he played the voice of Ugly Stepsister. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. They're like, oh, we've got this amazing, you know, sequel. Everyone's going to be super excited about it. Um, Would you like to be a voice actor? Like, oh, my God, of course I would like to be a voice actor. That would be awesome. Oh, I got a better question. How many times has Larry King been married? Oh, he's been married at least a dozen times. Oh, I was going to say four. Mm. I feel like he's ran, he's ran the gamut on bitches. Like, he's been, I'll say, I think maybe a dozen's overkill. We'll say eight times. He has been married one woman twice, mm-hmm. to the same woman twice, eight times. <laughs> Good yeah. goddamn. That's, one, that's a new wife every decade, and I'm counting from when he was zero. <laughs> right. That's nuts. <laughs> he what? married one woman uh, Frida, which we know why he divorced her, uh, married in 1952 and then annulled in 1953, married another woman in 1961, divorced in 1961, married a woman in 1961, divorced in 1963, married her again in 67, divorced in 72, married a woman in 63 and divorced her in 67. Well, that looks confusing. <laughs> so he was, God, he's been married nonstop. 
He's got codependency issues, man. Right. <laughs> Looks like it's just anybody that snuggles up to him. He's like, "Hey, marry me." Okay, so, yeah. so he was married pretty much from fifty-two to so fifty-two to fifty-three. Then no marriage till sixty-one. Then he was married from sixty-one until seventy-two. And then he was married from nineteen seven. Got married in nineteen seventy-six till eighty-three. Then a six-year gap, eighty-nine to ninety-two. Then a five-year gap. Got married in 97, divorced in 2019. I like it. Like, you type in Larry King, they're like spouses, and it has like two on there, and then you click more, and it has to open up a whole nother Right, page. it goes, no, a lot more. <laughs> it says more, no, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know. And isn't it weird how, like, we crush basketball players? Mm-hmm. But Larry King's, but Larry King's been, a whore. Yeah, he's just getting away with it. Well, I mean, look, he's just a fragile old man. He's always been that fragile Right, you kind of feel bad for him. You're so right, Gimpy. Like, my whole life, he's been old AF. I've I've never known, like, a young Larry King. He's just been old. You're how old? I'm 31. So at 31, when you were born, he was still, he was 55? (laughs) Yeah, so he's been an old man my whole life. He's Morgan Freeman. Slow that down. Holster... We just pump the brakes a little bit, right? He has been. Celebrities with the most marriages. Christy Brinkley, four. Okay. Barbara Walters, four. Also had sex with Richard Pryor. Uh, Louis Armstrong, four marriages. Josephine Baker, the singer and actress. She had four marriages. James Cameron, five. George Foreman, five. Henry Fonda, five. Joan Collins, five. Kenny Rogers, five. Clark Gable, five. Uh, Rita Hayworth, Dennis Hopper, Eddie Fisher, huh? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Hedy Lamar. I'm sorry, five marriages for those people I mentioned. Hedy Lamar six, Tony Curtis six, Rue McClanahan oh, from the Blanche. Golden Girls. <laughs> that whore six. God. Jerry Lee Lewis seven. <laughs> Richard Pryor had sex with Barbara Walters seven. Weird. Lana Turner, eight. Elizabeth Taylor, eight. Yeah. Larry King, eight. Mickey Rooney, eight. Jennifer O'Neill, eight. Zsa Zsa Gabor, nine. She has the record. Nine. Wow. Nine Nine times. Nine times. Do you wear white, like, after the third one? You tell me. I mean, I wore yellow to my first marriage. No, I don't mean that. Like, how many do you get to wear white to? Right. How many do you get to have a ceremony to? Like, where you mean, invite people? Where you in- oh, get no, out of here? No, no you, t- two. Your first one, your second one. I think you get ceremony. Short of us being blood. Right. Right. Outs- I'm not going to them. Outside of that, I think you just you, you go to the courthouse and sign the papers, and 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 that's that. I shouldn't have to plan my vacation based off your weddings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every year. Right. Because you'll be divorced in a year. You get to say the date, one. and you're like, oh, good goddamn! There's already <laughs> one on my fridge. Now I just got to replace it. I, I mean, listen. <laughs> if you want to get married. 100 times i don't care but let's just stop calling it marriage right more (laughs) test driving (laughs) at some point it's not marriage anymore (laughs) no this time i learned my lesson i mean maybe there's experts on marriage no just no just because you have a lot of experience some doesn't make you an expert i know plenty of people that have had seniority at jobs Mm -hmm. that don't know crap yeah, and I'm not going to take advice from somebody that's been divorced <laughs> nine times. Let's rephrase it. 
quit five times. Yeah, I'm good on all that. I'm gonna get with the uh, the person that that that's been in it for 25. 30, I was married 40, one other years. time and married for yeah, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. At least they, I feel like, know what they're what they're talking about. They have tolerance. The other ones are like, I'm out. <laughs> the others are quitters. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Nine times. Wow. <laughs> If Larry King doesn't die this year, I'm putting him on my list for next year. He has to. He Why? Looks, because he just looks like a strong wind will blow him down, and he's done. Look yeah, at the, look at the two people we mentioned: Jaja Gabor. True, true. Right? She lived to be like 103 with one leg or something I, like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they have lerved to keep him alive. <laughs> to be fair, that was an excellent move to stay to 103, right? right? Less blood had to be pumped to those uh, limbs. <laughs> right. So it didn't have to work nearly as hard. Right, right. She was bedridden for the last, what, 10 years of her life? Something like it. So, yeah, Third. she didn't. That's the way to do it. Crazy to be fair, if you're over 100, you're sleeping uh, uh, 75% of your day anyway. Yeah, and especially if you're bedridden. like. Well, especially, I mean, by definition, of course, you're. But I'm saying at, yeah. when you're not bedridden, you don't have a medical condition, and you're over the age of 100, you're sleeping a good 75% of the day. Yeah, you get very tired when you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Just breathing, you're like, oh, Tired gosh. or bored? I, I don't know which one it is. You might like, be not entertained by anything. I don't want to do arts and crafts where I just, you know, draw my hand to make a turkey. I'd rather go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Don't forget about Fairway to Hell 4. It's happening on Saturday, September 19th. Get signed up for this disc golf tournament that's happening at McClure and Davilio. 21st and Memorial at Basket Case is where you would sign up. You can find out more at KMOD.com. Sam, what'd you learn today? That I don't need Kool-Aid, baby, I'm not fooling, and ball golf players are scum. Well said. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned that Robert Plant prefers the Sharkleberry Kool-Aid, and that Sam shivers when she swallows it. <laughs> uh, goosebumps. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Uh, and I also learned that uh, being in a body bag is a horrible idea. That would be a horrible gift to send us. I would hate it if somebody had given me their information and said that they had one that we could use. Right. Would you used? Yeah, yeah, used or or new or I mean, I take I'll take it in any condition. I would prefer used though. I'm not getting in that bitch. Sure. You guys talk all you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Steven Sam and this is your mother. This is Gimpy and thank I'm you, sorry. Thank you, thank you, you're far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last Make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. 
The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. Douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Some people smoke meth. Some people smoke crack. Some people snort coke off of Ricky's ball sack. I've tried them all. Don't get me wrong. The best high there is comes from a bone. I like smoking pot a lot. I like getting stoned alone. I feel like it's completely predictable about who picked this. It's got like two of my favorite things. Country music, wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, I stumbled across this one on a suggested song. Because I like, I like Wheeler Walker Jr. He's got some funny stuff. And I was like, ah, this is hilarious. This or All the Pussy You Will Slay. What's the other song? <laughs> Puss in Boots is another good one too, as well. Yeah. I know that. Puss in Boots. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's you all right. What was that? Uh, I moved this chair and something clicked. I think it just got hung up on something. Right on. Uh, did you use the barbecue sauce? No, yesterday? I didn't. I didn't. Um, we ended up going to Waterburger because we just didn't have time to sit and like barbecue or grill or anything. But I do have it in the fridge. Ah, bitch, sealed up, um, ready to be used. You know, I haven't cracked it open or anything. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend. Uh, I made barbecue sauce and smoked ribs mm. this weekend, and Gimpy likes the barbecue sauce that I make. That's good. And yeah. so I uh, feel super left out. This I is brought, awesome. You don't give a <laughs> shit. You know, I know you don't give I, a shit. I, hold on. I do because I like presents no matter what they are. So when someone <laughs> yes, gets a present. Yes, but I'm not wasting something on you you yeah. don't want or like or would use. Well, Jeff smokes meat. <laughs> As do you. <laughs> Not with barbecue sauce. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's good, though. I like the last batch that you made. And I was like, all right, cool. So uh, I didn't want to crack it open and ruin it just because I wanted to dip my finger in there and get a taste of it. You know? Yeah. So it's like, all right, we'll wait. Uh, I, I, told, I, too, had just barbecued ribs, though. I didn't smoke them or anything. Um, but I, I grilled them up. And, and uh, I mean, they're grilled ribs. Nothing, nothing too yeah. fancy about it. Grilled ribs uh, are fine. Yeah, yeah. Smoking's the way to go. Yeah. Smoking, really, if you think about it, any any meat in, in, in general, smoking's way better. Whether it's <laughs> a, whether it's a brisket or Sorry. whether you know it's a, it's ribs or a turkey or um, hell, I, I've never had a smoked steak, but I think it would be I think it'd be all right. It's I don't love smoked thing. turkey. Really? And, yeah, only because. Uh, like a whole turkey. I don't like a mm. whole smoked turkey. Okay. If you buy the breast. Re- <coughs> COVID. Bless you. No, it's hay fever. Nice try. <laughs> Ragweed's really bad right now. Uh, I I don't, because I'm worried it's not going to cook all the I don't like smoking meat with a bone on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because you're not sure if it's going to yeah. be completely done. Yeah. That's it, f- ribs are the only exception to that mm-hmm. for me. I found that, like, I'll take that turkey because I smoke a turkey every Christmas, right? Every Christmas I'm smoking a turkey. And I'll, I'll, get, I'll keep it in that smoker for 12, 13 hours. I'll get up butt-ass early, 
go out there and set the smoker up, get the fire going, get it rolling. And and I found that like as long as you keep it in there for at least 10 plus hours, you really don't have a problem. And you, of course, you keep checking it with your thermometer or whatever, but it turns out fine for me. My girlfriend got me a new grill for Father's Day. And uh, it's like a it's nice, it's like a longer grill because all I had was just like the egg smoker, which was awesome. It's perfect. It was a grill and a smoker, and it did the job just fine. But um, throughout the years, rust and wear and tear, it's time for a new one. So she hooked me up and got me a new one for for Father's Day, and it's long. It's about I don't know about four feet long. Yeah. Okay, and it's got the hatch on there or whatever. And it, it's mostly used as a grill, but you can use it as a smoker as well. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work out this year. When I'm a hasty bait guy. Yeah, I've seen them then. They're ridiculously expensive. They're, they're but, pricey, but well worth it. I, I, I'm I telling you, a steak on it compared to steak on like a Weber or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used electronic uh, smokers? Yeah, electric smokers? Yeah, I had an electric one, uh, a Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you put the disc in, it advanced the discs and uh-huh, all that. Uh-huh. And it, it's a total set it and forget it. Really? Yeah. But I, and that's fine if it works for you. A lot of pellet smokers are that way. Mm-hmm. If that's your thing, good for you. Mm-hmm. I just, in the purest sense, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not fair. I'm kind of the same way. I've got a friend who's got two of them and he loves them. Speaks very highly of his electric smokers. And I'm just like, that seems like cheating for one. Yeah. Okay. And two, it just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem right. I'm the guy that, like, I, you need to soak your wood chips for, like, two weeks. Okay. Before See, you See, I don't go even soak my wood chips. Really? You just throw them in there dry? No. So, a Hasty Bake has a, a pot, a place for all the briskets and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I make a snake line. Okay. So, it's a, just a line of briskets and then uh, whatever wood I choose on top of it. Oh, like you put it timber, on top yeah, of the, the Of the coal. instant charcoal, right? Okay. That's how I keep it going. And then it just, I'll get, like, two or three hours out of that snake line. Really? And then I build another one, and it goes around the perimeter of the grill, and mm. I get, dude, it's... It's unbelievable. You got to put like actual pieces of timber in there. Right, right. Uh, of the whatever the smoke you want. Right, right. That's usually what I do, but I, I like smoke. I like soak the wood chips for like two weeks before. It's a process when Christmas comes oh, around. Oh, shit, yeah. When it comes to smoking this turkey. Do you, um, okay, so here's a, here's one for you. Next time you do steaks, right? Mm-hmm. Grab some, you know, those wood chips. You probably buy the little pieces, right? Uh, no, no, I buy the hunks. Okay, so buy you can buy the little pieces yeah, at I've Walmart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just grab a handful. When you put your steaks on, throw a handful in there. Mm-hmm. Your fucking steaks will take off. I like that. I like that. Because you can just throw those right yeah. on top of the coals. They'll yeah. burn off. They'll yeah. give you that smoky just flavor that you're looking for. A minute and a half of smoke. Or hamburgers. Okay. I like it. It's a fucking game changer. I like it. I like it. I've been mis- uh, messing around with like, the different flavored uh, like charcoals I found. Like, oh, yeah. They have mesquite charcoal, apple charcoal, mm-hmm. the hickory charcoal yeah. outside of just you know using, because I would just use those for the wood chips, you know, cherry yeah. wood or whatever. And it's all right. The thing about that shit is, is that you it's i'm you so used to to like match light insta light and stuff like yeah. that that it takes forever yeah so here's to the get thi- these coals rolling right so here's the thing um using the like chart instant light mm-hmm. there's chemical on it that's what right. makes it light so then right. the theory is is that that chemical taste then gets transferred to your food yeah um if you buy the bags of pre-charcoaled wood okay essentially okay that it does take a little bit to get going but you start with the 
the instant, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Okay. And then it'll get going. Okay. And hold, but it holds heat longer. Got it. Got so it. So you don't need as much. So put like just a few of these instant lights at the bottom yeah. and then your regular coals on yes. top just as a fire starter. Yeah. And I if like you buy it. too cheap a bag of the pre-burned coal, uh, wood, mm-hmm. firewood, right? Mm-hmm. Then they put gravel in it too oh. to weight it down because they're like, oh, it's a five pound bag, but they, you know, fucking put gravel That's in bullshit. it. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's like putting a bunch of seeds at the bottom of the yeah. sack just because, you know, you've got them need to get rid of them or you're yeah. trying to rip off your body. Well, that's their way to, that's their way to like, mm-hmm. you know, spread the dollar. That's uh, like, I'll spend money on nice, expensive charcoal, mm-hmm. but I get, I go through it. It takes so much longer for me to go through right, it. Right, right. Fogo is a brand you can buy online, like a 40-pound bag, dude. Mm. And they deliver it to your house for free. Okay. It ain't fucking cheap. Oh, okay. But it'll last you forever. Okay. Sam's boring. I know. I, well, I have nothing to add to this conversation. I know, mm. but you went off into La La Land doing something on your phone. So well, what do you want to talk the- about? Well, I mean, I don't know anything about smoking meat, so I can't we, we be can like, yeah, <laughs> you should put that line in yeah, there. You can ask but questions, you like barbecue, though, yeah, don't you? Can you can inquire and ask questions. What do you want to talk about? Well, I've been tanning a lot. You guys want to talk about that? I can talk sure. about the different lotions. Sure. And she I, was I've telling me about this fucking infrared bullshit and yeah. like, what is it like? It like shakes you or some shit while you're standing there? You, it's a red light stand up thing and it's supposed to help with like fine line and wrinkles and um, make your skin softer. And um, you stand on this thing and it like shakes and you can turn up the intensity to how much it shakes. And so you have to use your muscles to like keep your balance while you're standing up getting this red light therapy. And so the guy. Uh, the owner was there, and he was like, yeah, like, your legs are going to be sore after this. And I was like, whatever. And I woke up this morning, and I was like, fuck, because mm-hmm. it was all the way up my hips and my back. And I was like, I didn't know a little shaky thing could make it, you know, make me sore. I guess that counts as a workout today. <laughs> well, I mean, just using all everything you got to hold on to. It's like the earthquake simulator at the zoo. You know what I'm talking about? You hit the button, and then the ground shakes back yeah. and forth. It's Basically, and she's getting tan all at the same time. There was a device, it was like in the 70s or 80s, and you stood in it, and the strap went around you and around your butt, and then <laughs> I attached, remember that. and it yeah. jiggled your butt, and people thought it was working mm-hmm. your butt out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It's really just moving it for It's just shaking. The, yeah, the I fat think and the this muscles. is that you're having to keep your balance. So you're like using your muscles to keep your balance while it's shaking. I think that's why. Yeah, and probably you're tensing up, hold like trying to hold still. Yeah. And that's probably a lot what it is too. Yeah. But it felt wonderful. Yeah. Well, like cuz uh, I w- you know, worked at a tanning salon and when I was in San Diego, I tanned <laughs> all the time and so I miss that and I forget like how happy it makes me to tan. I was going to ask is it feeling that happiness thing you were looking for yeah like it, to- it totally does um well also i'm on zoloft and so my mom's like <laughs> everything's great <laughs> i don't know i don't notice a difference my mom says that she i notice did. a difference in you uh my mom says she notices a difference in me and i was talking to her we've had two different conversations she's like sam i think this is the zoloft working but i don't notice a difference but so i don't know if it's like tanning or what but Tanning definitely puts me in a good mood. Like, I've been, you know, trying to go every day, and I feel like it's just something probably I get to do for myself. I get to listen to music, and then it makes me feel pretty. So, like, it just is like a me thing, I guess, is why I like it. Yeah. So. Uh, Personal question. Mm -hmm. Do you tan nude? Yes. Yeah. Do you do, like, a sticker? 
Uh, like a Playboy thing? Or is that still a thing? I don't know. Is that no, still a thing? No, it is still a thing, but because of COVID and it's like a shared thing that the tanning salon I go to, they don't have it, but normally I do. I thought the I stickers were like... You used it and then threw it away. I didn't know you had to, like, you put it back and, like... No, you do use it and throw it away, but they said, like, people grabbing the stickers is, like, you know, you having to touch those things. So, huh. I don't know. So weird how they're like, whoa, stickers, no, but get in this cancer feeder. <laughs> Pretty much. Listen, we've sanitized it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's we've okay. sanitized it. Wiped it down with alcohol. I thought about buying some stickers from, like, Amazon or something, but I was like, eh, I don't really care that much, and it feels, like, a little... Teenager-ish. Well, right. I, I don't know. I don't know but shit about fuck, but I think you could probably use any sticker. Yeah. But you don't like, have to use special ones. You could use yeah. literally a postage stamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but they've got ones like in the shape of a heart. And like when I was like tanorexic, I had like the outline. Tanorexic? Yes. Like what does that mean? When I worked at a tanning salon, I was way too tan. Okay. I looked like a... Like Tan Mom, if you remember her from a couple yeah. years back, she looks like a piece of tanned leather. That bad, that bad. Yeah, they used to like the guys would razz me and be like, "Who's the foreign exchange student?" Whenever I would like <laughs> mystic tan too much or whatever. Sam, I see you're doing blackface tonight. Yeah, I, I went a little too far, but I would take uh, the heart stickers and then like put one super low and then put two of the littler ones like straight to my vagina like like it's like a trail like, wait, yes like a trail like right down like which doesn't make sense arrow. unless you're wearing a bunch of skirts or whatever cuz if you're wearing jeans you're like you, it was you take only, those pants off it was and, only to like look a, or to be noticed in bikinis and when uh, I was naked it wasn't okay. for like okay. everyday wear were you were you this tan I'll show you in a second it's a video that I saw online of a guy Sitting there. Oh, holy ball sack. His, his girlfriend <laughs> did too much. Oh, yes. I've seen this much, video. Too nope. much tanning. Where she puts the hand. Yes. No. Wow. That is um, at home spray tan is what she did. Yes. Is it tan in a can? So bad. Mm. It's so it's bad. so funny. Yeah. She looks orange. That's bad. Jeff loves that video. Me too. He, he has, like, since I've been tanning every day, he keeps referencing that video. Like <laughs> He's like, don't get that tan. Yeah. And now we're going to Arizona, and so he's like, I need to get a base tan because it's, like, hot as fuck and the sun is crazy out there. And he's a ginger. You don't want him burning. He's oh, not Jesus a Christ. fucking ginger. Oh, my God. <laughs> come back with nothing but a pair of shoes. What happened to Jeff? He burnt up in the fucking desert sun. He'll arrive there and be like, this isn't that hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am one with my people. It's my a, desert. It's a dry heat. <laughs> right. So I think Whatever. I, it's still hot. I'm No, like, they're having record-breaking numbers. It was, like, 117 there. This Sounds like a week. great place to fucking go. Right? <laughs> when usually it's 117 here now this time of year, but it's been solid. Dude, I've uh, enjoyed this August so far. I haven't gone out and been like, fuck. It's been hot as fuck, man. Yeah, you, it, were you not, uh, huh? It's been hot. Compared to what it usually is when it, you, it's literally 117 outside it, this, this time of the year? I don't think it's been 117. It's It's been up in the triple digits. We can say anywhere from, from 101 to 110. Usually it's hot well, AF. Well, what it feels like. Mm -hmm. oh, I get that. And the, the, what the temperature is, mm -hmm. is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, man. This is when I was working over at Rumors, the Swingers Club. This was like 2010. Walked out of the bar, right? Walked out of the club, 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was, uh, I looked at it, the phone, 102 degrees at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, that's rude. That's fucking hot. That is rude. That's usually when it's like cooled down. That's the, the usually the coolest point of the day. 
No. Yeah, but I'm excited degrees. because we're staying at this like really nice resort, and um, then we're going to Sedona, which I feel like is one of the most beautiful places on earth. And Jeff and I had wanted to go to Sedona this year because he had a conference mm-hmm. in Phoenix. So in February, we were thinking of like just driving up to Sedona for you know the weekend, but that didn't work out because of my surgeries and stuff. And so I'm glad that. I mean, it's a sad reason why we're going, but at least he'll get to see it. Right. Yeah. Hottest day in October, 115. In October? I'm sorry, in August. Okay. 115 in 1936. Yeah, man, it was hot back then. They didn't have air conditioners and shit. I'm trying to see the hottest in 2012. It was 112. Fuck! For two days. Mm-hmm. These are records, by the way. I'm sure there were days over 100. Right. Uh, 2011, it was 113. What? 111 in 1923. It was kind of a historical thing that happened then. Mm. 109 in 2011. And then one time, and then that's for the rest of August, that's it. Mm-hmm. Minus one day, the 24th, 2011, 108. 117 would be astronomical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still fucking hot. Anything over 100, still hot, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, the average for August is 95. Which is where we've been sitting at. There's a couple of uh, days, like a week or so, when there was like in the 80s. That's awesome. Can't beat that. To my boyfriend, I'm like, you're about to experience the dry heat because it is in the middle of summer and hot as fuck. Uh, Grew up in Iowa, went to school in Missouri. Mm. Uh Lived in California, and each place, they're like, fuck, it gets hot. Fuck, it gets hot. Mm-hmm. Not in the city of San Francisco, but when you go out or up in this, um, Napa and stuff, it's, they're like, oh, fuck, it's hot. Yeah, it's, it's flaming different, in San Francisco, like, it's a different, just different. No, it's fucking hot everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking hot. It's not, it's dry heat. Fuck that, it's hot. <laughs> There's no, you don't go and be like, well, this is a tolerable, well, or right. this is a worse heat. No, it's fucking hot. Yep. When you start going over 100, I don't care where mm-hmm. you live, it's hot. I understand humidity plays a factor. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. when you get a certain point, you're like, I'm in a fucking oven. I had yeah. a bottle of lotion explode in my car because it was so hot. Holy shit. A, a bottle of lotion? A tanning lotion. Yeah. Oh, like I an aerosol can. It, it, no, it wasn't an aerosol can. Oh. Uh, it was in a can, but it didn't spray out like aerosol. You mm-hmm. pumped, and, or you okay. pumped it out, and it like... I didn't put a sun shield up or anything, and I was... Why would it explode? Yeah, that's weird. Like... There's no bio, like chemical reason for it to explode. Right. Aerosol can. I could totally buy that. I mean, maybe but. that's what it was, and I'm just confused, but <laughs> yeah, like, I had to pay to get my car fixed because it was all over the windshield, all over my, like, fucking seats. Like, it was... Looks like uh, King Kong masturbated in her car. (laughs) It it was bronzer, so it, like, bronzed my fucking seats, and so I had to go, you know, get it detailed, and my dad was super mad at me. He was like, why would you leave this in your car? And I'm like, well, I work at a tanning salon, so that's why I leave it. Take your work home with you, Dad. Come on. Uh, When we were little, my dad worked for Hallmark Cards, and he had a, a company car. He would get a company car every two years or mm. some crap like that. And we went to a friend's house, uh, and we were at the friend's house. We like a whole family trip thing, right? And they, had, you might remember these, I don't know, but they were this thing where you could make your own Hot Wheels at home. 
It was like the craziest, coolest thing where you basically took wax, heated it up, mm. had a formation that made a little car, and then you put the wheels in it, whatever, and yeah. it was a whole little process, kind of like Easy Bake Oven, but for kids, you know, boys. For boys, yeah. And it was Hot Wheels. So, well, we got to do one. We thought it was so cool. We got it. And we, you know, got in the car like, look at this. This is awesome. Put it up, you know, on the back part of the car. If you remember, the old cars had like a little place for, you know, shit and where yeah. the speakers were. Yeah. And we put it there. Like a back dash sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And put it there and fucking forgot about it. Oh, no. And in the Arizona, I'm sorry, in the Missouri heat, because oh, it's no. fucking hot there, <laughs> <laughs> it totally broke it down and into... So like uh, this, my dad had a gray Dodge uh, uh, a Chevy Celebrity, mm-hmm. gray, red, <laughs> like a red spot. Wow, I'll never forget. How pissed that. was he, dude? We weren't allowed to eat fucking ketchup <laughs> in his car, his company car. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, that's fun. He that's was the, fucking livid. That's the thing about kids is they don't give a shit about your cars, about your belongings, your property. And what I say by that is like, you're like, hey, let's try to keep the mess down. Don't put your feet in the back of the seat. I don't want any footprints on the back of the... They don't give a fuck, man. Their feet yeah. are up there. They got French... That's how you end up with 20-year-old fucking French fries in the back of your car. I don't think it's that they don't care. Yeah, they I think just it's don't that know they're just better. children and they don't know. They're like, oh yeah, you did tell me. I fucking I forgot. I you four times. Because you know, what's important to me is another fucking episode of Bluey, not... <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about when I go back home knocking on the door of the house that I grew up in. Really? Because last time I chickened out, I didn't do that. And I. We I've, talked about first, this. Yeah. Why? I. It's not going to look like your house. I at know. All. I just want to. I don't know why. I just it's want to see it. the house that built me, yeah. man. That's it, all it is. It's fucking Miranda Lambert. <laughs> right. God damn it. She wants to sit down on somebody else's couch and then go back in time to sometimes opening Christmas presents yeah. or, you know, if only whatever. you could do that without having to go into the house. Uh, no, I right. don't know why. I just want I want to go. go see if, like, they changed the marble it, where the pool was, like, which was slippery as fuck. Whoever built that house that was like, hey, we'll put a marble slab down. That's a great idea. Like, the amount of time we busted our asses, like, as kids running across <laughs> that with wet feet. It was probably a parent saying, hey, watch this. Watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to put this marble I down. I just, like, I don't know. I want to see it for whatever reason. I want to see it. I think I'm going to try to be brave enough to do that. Yeah, but what if they're fucking manufacturing meth? Ooh. Or they're methed out. Ooh, or they're, or they're, they're they sex par- trafficking children. Or they're parrot pee keepers and there's like fucking 85 par- Like, ugh. I'll hey, Jeff with It's me. someone who y- you like try to foreshadow events. Like, like when you're driving here or parking or whatever that we've talked about before on the air. I don't know how that doesn't happen in this scenario. Because my emotional reaction um, overrides my what's logical and sensical. Hmm. Like the fact that I, f- I would get some kind of, I don't want to say closure because I don't have closure, but. You're not seeking closure. Mm, well, Wait, maybe I you don't, are seeking closure. I don't think I would get closure from that, but I just like want to see it again. Like I want to see my old room and I want to see like the kitchen. I don't know why. I just, I don't, I want to like see it again. But what if you go in there, no offense, you, and it's a giant lizard cage is built in that room and yeah. you can't see shit and it's just, you know, a fucking lizard. Would that disappoint you? Mm, no. Because or the pool like, is gone and they filled it in. So 
there is um, my parents got saltillo tile put in the house, and one of my cats. Walked. That, I don't know what that is. Is it, that a thing? Yeah, it's a certain kind of tile that has a like, grout in between. Sounds fancy. all tile has grout in between. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like thicker grout, I guess. And but, anyways, my cat when they were doing it um, walked over one of the tiles before he was grabbed. So there's a my cat's Baxter, my first cat, his uh, footprint in there, and I kind of want to see that, see if it's still there, if they ripped it up. And I, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, hey, hey, first cat did that. Yeah, honey, that's yeah. that's great. That's fucking great. I'm hungry. Can we go eat in an out burger now? <laughs> okay, so the saltillo tile is just an orange tile, basically. It's like what you see at like you know cafeterias. Oh, it's traditional, and stuff. like uh, you would think, uh, like uh, uh, a, a, a Mexican tile. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're in Arizona. And but then it's like glossed over, mm-hmm. you know, so you can walk on it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like house stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I want to go. Last time I, I chickened out, and we just drove by it. And this Fun. time, I, think I did I might the same thing a couple years back. Um, went up to Newkirk and drove by the old house, zzz, houses, and uh, even when uh, went by Tonkawa and drove by that old. But I didn't. I didn't want to go inside. I was just kind of sit there and staring at somebody else's house. Like, yeah, I remember all the good times there, and. You know, and, and and then you know the one across the street is where my uncle would keep the uh, RV, right? It was like an old nineteen seventy something RV, and 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 when he was gone, he always left the keys in there. So I would take it and, and drive it around as a young child. Well, like, I, trying not to get in trouble. Ooh. Our like plans are to go see my dad mm. where we let where we spread his ashes yeah. and stuff, and you know see family. And I think it'll be super healing for my sister to get to, I don't know, relive that kind of stuff. But it's hard, too, because the last time we went to Tucson, we went with my brother. Right. So You might um, be pulling back a scab trying to heal a wound. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm a little worried about that. That makes sense. I I pulled up on maps, Mm -hmm. street view. Mm Mm-hmm. The house I grew up in, really? in Iowa. Yes. You remember the address and everything? Uh, yes. Really? Thirty eight twenty seven South Lawn Road. That's uh, a nice house. It didn't look like that. What did it look like before? Uh, it was well, like cedar that. siding, painted cedar siding, like painted okay. Uh, siding. Okay. This is obviously vinyl. Yeah, I mean, uh, updated. The yard's all the shit. None of the bushes or anything that was there when we did it is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've tried yeah. to do that with the uh, houses when I was living in California. For one, they won't let you, Google Maps won't let you on base. I figured that out. Okay, cool. But there's also a couple other houses that we lived that was off of base. Um, but I tried to find those, and I drive all up and down Alamo Drive in that Google Street View, and I couldn't I couldn't find it anywhere. Burlington Avenue, same thing. Couldn't find it. Two-story house. I remember climbing up a tree, trying to use a shopping sack as a parachute, and uh, couldn't find that house either. See this this piece of shit right here, this yeah, thing yeah. right here, yeah, yeah, a little fire, fire uh-huh. I don't know how many times I hit that with my bike. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's there. You want to see something even more fucking weird? Uh huh. Up. Oh. Oh, that, 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 that's weird. Hold on. That's right here. It's this, this, I hit this all the time too, on my bike. That little, that pole that sticking out of the pipe side? sticking out of Why the ground. Why is there a pipe sticking out of the sidewalk? I don't know. 
Corbin's like, "Fuck, I got piped again." God, I don't, I don't, I don't see a reason. <laughs> yeah, beyond that, I was, that's it. We played kick the can outside a lot. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I guess <laughs> my brother snuck out of that window a lot. Yeah, I pulled forks out of the yard when someone forked our yard. Really? Yeah. Well, that'd be fun, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Are you gonna do like pictures and the whole thing? Um. Probably like in Sedona because there's a there's something called Devil's Peak that I really want to go to, and I went to it when I was 17, and like I just always thought Sedona was so beautiful, so I'm just super excited for Jeff and my sister to see it because they have never been, and so Devil's Peak is awesome, so I definitely want a picture of Devil's Peak. Okay, Devil's Peak or Devil's Tower from remember that movie. Uh... 80s sci-fi movie where he makes the mashed potatoes, right? Mashed potato mountain, starts scraping his fork up and down it. Uh, Lost Encounters of the Third Kind or some shit like that. What's the name of that movie? I have no idea what you're talking about. Strange Encounters of the Third Kind. Devil's Bridge? Is that what it's called? No. uh, This says Devil's Bridge Sedona. Okay, then yes, then that's it. (laughs) Oh, so like that's not what you're talking about, the mountain, mountainous area. No, no, no. Okay. This is a bridge, and you can take your picture like right in the middle of it. It's so cool. Like this. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is amazing. It's rock formation that you hike up, and how long does it take to hike to get up there? Oh, you can pink jeep it up. Like You can what? Pink jeep. They have pink jeeps. You have to go on pink jeeps tour. But also my um, cousin, who I'm the closest to, um, he lives in Sedona, and so he has like four-wheelers and stuff and goes up there all the time because it's not like owned. So um, we're going to get our own hotel in Sedona, which are expensive as fuck. but spend some time like with them and their family, and then he's gonna take us four wheeling, mostly Jeff because this, I'm scared. This is two miles with a four by four, four miles without a four by four, and it can take anywhere between one to three hours. Yeah. Wow. We're doing it. That's fun. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I know it's gonna be hot, but it'll be worth the picture. Will it? Yep. Yeah, this looks beautiful. Yeah, I was showing Jeff pictures. And yesterday, and he was like, fuck, I'm stoked. Just because he's from Tulsa, so he's never seen, like, desert. And, like, the first time he saw a Swirl cactus, he lost his mind. He was so excited. Like, and in Tucson, they're everywhere, obviously. Those are the ones that look like people? Yeah, with the big arms. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, right at the airport, when you step out, there's, like, three. Mm -hmm. And he literally yelled. He was like... Babe, they've got the cactuses right here. And I was like, oh, my God, Jeff, literally they're everywhere. You're going to see hundreds of them. But he thought it was the coolest thing because he's never seen it like a, you know, 150-year-old saguaro cactus. Do they have peyote plants out there in Arizona where you're from? I have no idea. I'm sure you, you, I'm sure there are. You just have to find them in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, hey, picking them might be another problem. I was going to say, when you're out there, go into the uh, Devil's Three-Way or whatever the fuck it is that you're going to. <laughs> If you happen to stumble across, I mean, and just want to pick them, I'm not going to stop you. I'll hook you up. Or science experiments and yeah. stuff. Yeah, give me. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> Yeah. That's fun. Uh, we're going to Mexico, and I'm not doing shit. <laughs> that sounds like I'm the not, right idea. I am literally walking to eat, back to my room, 
down to the pool, mm-hmm. back to my room to eat, back to my room mm-hmm. to the pool. Like I'm not doing shit. One, that's the way a vacation should be anyway. And two, uh, just you and a lady, or are you taking kids? No, just me and my wife. Good, good. We aren't doing shit. Good. The only responsible thing I have to do is put a mask on in the airport. Oh, I was going to say it. <laughs> they require a mask down in Mexico too, huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Makes sense, I guess. COVID's everywhere. It knows no borders. <laughs> right. well, well, wait a minute. I don't have my passport. I can't come into Mexico. So there is a travel ban, non-essential travel ban in America, mm-hmm. right? You're not supposed to be traveling out of the country. Mm-hmm. But the other places, like Mexico, they're like, no, fucking come on. Right. We got a plane. We'll pick so you there's up. no like, they're not going to not let you back into America. Ooh, I didn't think so, about that. So it's like this weird two side. Like they're like, no, 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 and they're like, well, shit. I guess you can come home. Right. Like they, there's nothing they can do. What if they don't though? What if they're, they're not, what if they're they hold you do. at the border they're for 14 days? The border being Dallas International Airport. Well, yeah. They're not gonna not do that. Well, no, no, no. Like, well, I guess yeah, because you're leaving Mexico. They're like, fuck you, get out of here, Gringo. Nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah. But then you'll be stuck like, uh, like Tom Hanks. You know, no. living at DFW. No, yeah, that won't happen. Terminal. You and Allie. I have no country. Just like, <laughs> that will not happen. I'm so bored. Let's just ride the train again. That right. will not happen. Make friends with the workers in there. Right. No, that's yeah, that's not fucking happening. No, it'll be completely fine. There is actually less of a risk there okay. than here. Okay, to get. The COVID. Well, good. You could call in from a payphone and just like every 25 cents, like, fuck, guys, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a payphone. Yeah, right. True. Right? You've got to collect call from. It yeah. just sounds no. better to be like, have someone, you have 28 seconds left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they do, they got to do the credit card. You slide your card in and pull it out. Oh, you know, right. I don't know why you got to have your fucking pinky up, but. So I got to do year. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You guys have a, uh, a great week and. Uh, We'll talk to you later. We learned a lot in this one. I yeah. learned about this fucking tile. Yeah. The grilling techniques. To hear Sam throw out a tile brand, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, all right. You guys have a great week. Love, we you, love bye. you. Adios. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.